Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> and we will make America great again. mother was born in eastern Oklahoma. It had been Indian territory until just a few years earlier. My daddy always said he fell head over heels in love with my mother the first time he saw her. But my daddy's parents, the Herrings, were bitterly opposed to their marrying because my mother's family, the Reeds, was part Native American. This isn't just about casual racism war hoops and tomahawk chops. Native communities have faced discrimination, neglect, and violence for generations. And Trump can say whatever he wants about them. Pocahontas, I apologize to you. To the fake Pocahontas, I won't. Some people have questioned my heritage and my family history, but my parents were real people. The love they shared will always be etched on my heart, and no one, not even the President of the United States, will ever take it away from me. I doubt it. You are fake news. Very fake news. You can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious! Skag free wherever he is. All right, go, go. In five, four, three. I can't do it. We'll do it live. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen, flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. I told you how much fun I had <laughs> yesterday putting together the show intro. I thought, oh man, this is going to be so much fun. I can't wait. You know, sometimes it's so obvious, but you have to run with it anyway. So yes, uh, if you thought the racial fraud bit was already played out, hold my beer, Sean King, hold my beer, Rachel Dolezal. Elizabeth Warren is here to show you what serious racial delusion looks like. I can't yeah. believe what she's doing with what appear to be campaign purposes is the only right, reason... Right that I can surmise that she's doing this. So we'll break down the whole thing, even though I don't understand the political strategy. Sometimes I can. Why. The most appalling thing about all of this is that she thought that this was going to be effective. Yeah. Right. Uh, maybe, maybe the uh, commitment to the identity politics runs that deep. I don't know, but we'll figure it out or at least try to. Plus stormy Daniels loses her defamation lawsuit against Trump, who promptly calls her a horse face on Twitter nice uh and people including her lawyer michael avenatti pretend to be offended yes michael avenatti fresh off perpetuating a false gang rape accusation <laughs> is now calling for decency okay we'll take a look at that plus um trump comes to my neck of the woods missoula montana down i-90 from here and praises the guy i referenced last year we'd covered the story at the time congressman yeah. body slam who body slammed Guardian reporter Ben Jacobs the night before the election, but still won the election. 
And it'd be one thing to praise him, but Trump praised him specifically for the body slamming. Okay, we'll take a look at that. It's very uh, classically Trumpian moment, I would yeah. say, on the campaign trail. Uh, a crazed man in uh, or, or near Houston, Texas, in a Houston neighborhood, does his best Gollum impression uh, while ripping up Ted Cruz signs. You catch you catch that one? Real creepy. What a weirdo. Yeah. Uh, the Saudis say Jamal Khashoggi died in a fight. I guess that's one way to characterize it. Uh, so we'll try to figure out what's going on with that case. Plus, Congressman Castro says um, he heard that Jared Kushner ordered the hit. Huh. Speaking of fake news, uh, we'll try to figure out just what the hell is going on with that case. Um, news that I know is going to make your eye twitch. There's a caravan of thousands of Honduran migrants headed our way, apparently. Meanwhile, Democratic strategists tell their uh, swing state candidates, just avoid talking about immigration. We're just not going to discuss that one until after the midterms, at least. Plus, polls show a Me Too backfiring and hoax hate to close. Um, and we will do, uh, of course, Super Chats in between topics. I have more to say about Super Chat in a moment. There's some news on the YouTube front about that. But Ooh, uh, we will take Super Chats, Streamlabs, or YouTube, 10 bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good lowdown money grabbers of course it's going to be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material thank you for liking the show on youtube thank you for reviewing us on apple podcasts thank you for supporting us on patreon thank you for emailing us that's beauty and the beta at gmail.com if you want to take the show on the go check out the audio platforms all linked in the description apple podcasts google play soundcloud stitcher and more wherever you find your podcasts you can find us most importantly before we start everybody wants to see your shirt okay so I was going to try to pull a sticks move like sticks did back in the day when he wore lipstick on our show and said nothing. I got this uh, th Thursday was my birthday. I got a package. I got a gift for my birthday of this shirt in the classic Che Guevara style with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's face. Now, why I like this shirt, of course, I'm wearing it ironically, but it's not meant to be worn ironically. <laughs> It's this is serious, like leftist, leftist swag. Well, people man. do call her she Guevara. Do they do that to mock her or to promote her? My understanding, what is it, was that it was mockery. But I don't think per, perhaps was, I don't even. Know. This one's not mockery though. This is like <laughs> go Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. And what I love about this shirt, of course, is it was made by someone opportunistic, and it came to me cheaply and quickly uh, via capitalistic enterprise. That's awesome. Good for uh, good for she gave Vara. Yeah. <laughs> Got some uh, some artwork. Oh, and by the way, uh, if it feels like we're on a cloud, as I mentioned on Wednesday, I've, I've always admired your nice, clean, white background. So I figured I was going to give it a shot. I figured I'm sure we'll have some mixed opinions about it. But, uh, you know, we'll see. I don't know. I kind of like the clean look of the show while we're while we're going it's uniform. It, I don't see a lot of people bitching about it. So. So, yeah. so if, you, if people want to stick around, it'll stick around. I always <laughs> felt it was kind of weird, though, because it's like uh, you have a nice clean white background and the color of my room is like sandy beige. And it kind yeah. of, I don't know, I just kind of clashed, I guess. I'm actually situated in a tiny corner in one of my rooms and I'm sitting on the floor. That's, that's right. Yeah, you sit down the whole show if people didn't know that, which is I crazy. Do. My hips would probably break. Anyway, I know everyone loves to hear about color scheme theory uh, on our stream, but we do have some artwork, speaking of color theory or art themes in general. I'm trying to go with that. I have to recover from last week after the very poor transition work late in the show. <laughs> you were like two out of five. That's not so bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do have some artwork. Um, let me get the video on here. Uh, Wax says, uh, 
This is a picture of you from Wax withholding the 19th Amendment from a uh, a little baby or a little uh, toddler girl. That is the creepiest still of my face I've ever seen. Yeah, I'm sure he had to dig around to find that particular grin. It's Real a good creepy. quality grin. Uh, but uh, this child is better off without that uh, amendment, says Wax. It's true. And then I got this from Jin. This is a before and after of me reading the 14 words on a Wednesday <laughs> stream a few weeks ago. I've gone from your little baby child to your big, hairy-chested, burly, real Chad man. <laughs> that from Jin. So Very thank good. you for that, Jin, and thanks to uh, all of our artwork contributors. couple announcements. Uh, next week is is going to be our Halloween special. We will be in costume. My costume actually arrived today, and I'm very happy with it. Uh, parts of it. Parts of it. So I can uh, assure you the costumes will be worth tuning in. We do have to uh, start the show three hours early, so it's going to be 6 p.m. Eastern time. But other than that, it'll be normal. And then um, as far as the call-in streams, we're not going to do one on um, on Wednesday, Halloween, October 31st, because, you know, Halloween, go do something fun. And uh, on November 6th, so two weeks, there will be no call-in stream. November 6th as well. Unfortunately, that's the or November 7th. It's the day after um, the midterms. I think it's November 7th. I probably wrote this in here wrong. But yes, so call-in stream is going to take a two-week break, but it will return as normal after that. I mentioned um, this Streamlabs story, or uh, Super Chat, rather, not Streamlabs. Um, this is, uh, you, you may recall the Data and Society hit piece from Becca Lewis that was all about, remember it had that like spider web of... Um, oh, I remember. Of networks, the network you connections. Were notably omitted. Right. And I was omitted from this thing. So this, uh, this... This report came out last month. The Guardian had this coverage of it, which I, uh, which I remember reading this particular article at the time, and I and I linked this on my um, on my Twitter. And this particular passage in the article, I swear, was not in there. If it was, I missed it. But they don't. They say they haven't updated the story. Anyway, uh, what this passage says, uh, because of course. Becca Lewis and, and Data and Society were all mad about uh, Super Chat. Oh, Super Chat rewards extremism and YouTube's profiting off the hate speech. So this passage appears in the article now. The company being YouTube has tightened the rules for which channels have access to monetization features and deployed machine learning technology to identify hate speech in comment features, the spokeswoman added, which we observed a little bit on Wednesday. I don't know if it's going on in the chat tonight, but now Google is moderating the chats and deleting chat posts. I haven't seen anything tonight, and I came in with my normal hey fags, and okay. that seems to still be up. So, But they were definitely doing it on Wednesday night. Yeah, it was like a third of the of these of the chats granted people were really testing it out but you know our chats always spicy it's spicy yeah uh it's and one of the super chats was uh mess the message in the super chat was deleted yeah so they took the money but they censored the text of the right of the super chat. Now here's what the passage says. According to this YouTube spokeswoman speaking to the guardian, if a user is caught sending abusive super chats, the revenue will be donated to charity instead of being split between YouTube and the channel's creator. What charity? One where they abort white babies. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure it's putting soup in hungry kids bowls and not, uh, not, you know, sending people to go claw at the doors of the Supreme (laughs) court or help Jared Holt with intern work, that sort of thing. So uh, I just want people aware of this. It's like, even from my perspective, I don't feel honest 
having people support this show under the under the context of well the money might get to us who knows don't use the wrong words but but youtube won't tell us what the wrong words are they didn't send us an email they didn't give us any notification they're not telling us what's going on we don't know any more than anybody else in the audience does or what this article says but it fascinates me that we have to be the one to let the users the people who consume super mm -hmm. chat or who the super chat consumers we have to be the ones to let them know that right YouTube and Google are being hugely dishonest about this. I don't feel honest asking you to contribute by Super Chat unless you're aware of this term. And if you don't want to use Super Chat as a consequence, that's completely all right. We're not entitled to your money and even under this stupid structure. If you'd like an alternative, Streamlabs is available. It's linked in the description and we're going to treat that exactly the same as, um, as Super Chat. And we should note that uh, Google and Super Chats, they take 30%. But Streamlabs, somehow, I don't even know how their business model works, but we get to keep 100% of that money. So I know it's like a little bit more work, but if you're thinking of donating to Super Chat and you want to just like put in the extra effort, um, we get to, our take home pay is just way better with, with uh, Streamlabs. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. I mean, if, if, you're the, the description. Yeah. if you're the type of user that's just after convenience, you want to support the show and say, hi, Super Chat works fine. But if you want to be edgy in any way, if you want to talk about how you and I once made love and perpetuate the meme, I don't know if Super Chat's gonna accept that. Right, and, and we and, will read, you get to have a little comment on Streamlabs, it's just yeah, like Yeah, it works Super exactly Chat. the same. And we'll the read only, it on air and everything, same rules apply. Yeah, the only thing uh, Streamlabs doesn't do is it doesn't put your comment atop the actual chat on YouTube. Right. That's the only difference. But you know, do, do what you wanna do. I'm gonna keep uh, Super Chat open if people want to use that, but I just can't believe how dishonest this whole thing has become. And of course, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's censorship whack-a-mole for these people. Like, it, Jesus Christ. And if I could talk to anybody at YouTube, do you understand you're not gonna censor this show or anyone else's stream or any other show that people like to watch or that I like right. to watch or you like to watch? You're not gonna censor chat. You're not gonna censor people supporting stuff they like financially. So you can either be the host of that and benefit financially, or you can try to control everything and lose because you're gonna lose this way. I know. You're not gonna censor this sort of thing you know, off the internet. It's not gonna happen. Oh, okay. Now that I'm all bothered. Um, did you have any more to say on that? Sorry, I kind of ran over you. Uh, no, I mean, I, I wish they would have given us a bit of a heads up on this one. Sure. I, I did not, I, but I figured that with the data and society piece that something like this was going to happen. They were clearly, they clearly did this to put pressure on YouTube to stop edgy content creators from making any income from this. But there are roundabout ways, you know, Google, you can't, you, you can't uh, just expect like people's mentalities to change, their worldview to change because you're taking away Part of their platform it's just yeah. that that's not how this it's, is going to work they they keep being victimized by the streisand effect man yeah yeah which we'll you, see it with the npc meme the internet it's, it's like number yeah. one rule over the internet yeah don't try to stop the internet yeah. it's not going to work even if you're google even if you're youtube don't try it but they're going to try it i guess yeah. yeah good luck i've enjoyed uh following terrible political ads throughout the campaign campaign season on this show this might be the weirdest i don't know if it's the worst because I, I think there know. are elements of truth to it. I don't even know what they were trying to, to do. It. I had to listen to it twice, and I was like, "Is this for real?" And I really thought it was Diamond and Silk for a little while, and then <laughs> it I was does like, "Kind of sound like." Am them, I yeah. racist? Is that? <laughs> <laughs> Is this not Diamond and Silk? I don't know. So there's some. I don't. I actually don't know who's doing the reading. I'm guessing it's not them, but maybe. Uh, Anyways, this, this ad is from something called Black Americans for the President's Agenda. It's running on the radio in Arkansas in favor of Republican Congressman French Hill. Um, and it warns that if Democrats win, 
white people are going to be lynching black folk again. Something <laughs> to that effect. Here's, um, here's the advertisement from, uh, from this group in Arkansas. What do you think about what's happening in Washington? Our Congressman French Hill and the Republicans know that it's dangerous to change the presumption of innocence to a presumption of guilt, especially for black men. If the Democrats can do that to a white justice of the Supreme Court with no evidence, no corroboration, and all of her witnesses, <laughs> including her best friend, say it didn't happen, what will happen to our husbands, our fathers, or our sons when a white girl lies on them? Girl, white Democrats will be lynching black folk again. Honey, I've always told my son, don't be messing around with that. If you get caught, she will cry rape. I'm voting to keep Congressman French Hill and the Republicans because we have to protect our men and boys. We can't afford to let white Democrats take us back to bad old days of race verdicts, life sentences, and lynchings when a white girl screams rape. Paid for by black Americans for the president's agenda. Wow. Not authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee. Oh, my God. Yeah. I kind of think it's brilliant. I, I don't know. I mean... It seems satirical, and then it plays into like multiple racial stereotypes. Like, honey, yeah, that was you know perhaps the worst. But I mean, maybe this is a is going to be some kind of effective, uh, uh, you know, a, effective method here. I don't, I don't know. Well, note at the end it said it was not authorized by any candidate or candidates committee. It was not from Congressman French Hill. Um, in a statement, Hill disavowed the ad, which he said uh, was appalling and outrageous. Is this but- a troll? I don't know. I mean, I felt conflicted about it because I think there are elements of it that are true, but it was just so weirdly presented. And uh, it, I don't know. I, I, I'm kind of speechless by this ad, to be honest. I don't. I mean, I just don't I, even I know think what it's to say. Troll now that I'm now that I'm listening to hmm. it. But black women do really hate white women taking their men. So hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's brilliant. We'll have to see. Um, Maxine Waters fell victim to some trolling in uh, in Hollywood. Did you see this? This was pretty fantastic, I thought. So there's this guy. What's his name? Uh, Sabo? Am I saying that right? Or is it Sabo? I should oh, I, know, but, I know. Um, but I don't. It's this, um, it's this street artist in, uh, in Hollywood. And um, he, <laughs> he put Maxine Waters' head on this Hollywood, uh, Halloween uh, billboard out in Hollywood. Uh, and it looks like, you know, she's going to stab you or whatever. And it says hashtag uncivil Democrats. That's a very nice photo. Speaking of good still frames to capture, like your grin, that was a perfectly selected still frame of Maxine Waters. I don't even know where he got that. (laughs) But Sabo tells the Hollywood reporter, uh, that, uh, the text he added to this advertisement for the Halloween movie and the picture of Waters are a reference to her, uh, telling a crowd in June to make things uncomfortable, uh, for president Trump and his cabinet members. So, you know, find him at restaurants, get in their face, all that sort of thing so good for him high quality public trolling um you see the uh you see the accusations against cory booker coming out now yeah this is also hmm. hilarious so an anonymous gay man has released a four-page statement uh on twitter here accusing senator cory booker spartacus of trying to force him to give booker oral sex in a bathroom stall uh, the man claims Booker came to his workplace to speak, met him as he was coming out of the men's room, and then pulled him back into the restroom and sexually assaulted him. The man pitched his story to Ronan Farrow, but the Me Too reporter did not show interest in the story. Uh, yeah, there's like, no, no evidence uh, and no public identity as of yet. Uh, so normally I wouldn't report on this, but 
I just want to know, will Cory Booker and the rest of the Senate Democrats who are grandstanding to throw a guy under the bus during the Kavanaugh hearings without evidence, will they live by their own standards? Will this be what treated seriously? What did Gillibrand seriously? say? I think this has a ring of truth to it. Yeah. Mm. Will Will she stand by that standard? I doubt it. We know why. I don't know. I mean, Corey has always come off to me like he does take it in the Hershey Highway. <laughs> well, that's the other part of it. Like, is he actually even gay? He's pretty gay, hmm. but he is banging some single mom for many years now. So, sorry, my graphics got all screwed up. Let me fix it. There we go. Uh, in addition to that, Kathy Griffin. Uh, I mentioned how there, these people are falling victim to the uh, to the Streisand effect all over. You try to cover something up, and it it just you know it emerges more powerful than ever before. And that's kind of the thing with the NPC meme I've mentioned several times before. I didn't think this was like the greatest meme ever as I saw it was emerging. I didn't really get it. I mean, I got it, but I, I kind of got it, but I didn't think it was hilarious, you know? Yeah, I mean, and I kind of got it too. My mom asked me what it was and like I had a kind of hard time explaining it to her. So I said yeah. to link her to know your meme. Sure. So, <laughs> but the NPC accounts have, have taken over on Twitter. And the, if you go to Kathy Griffin's tweets, like half the responses are NPC accounts. And so Kathy Griffin is tweeting out her usual insane things. An NPC account, NPC 998 responds, if you don't watch Kathy Griffin, you're admitting that you're a Nazi misogynist racist. <laughs> Kathy Griffin quote tweets it and says, true, in agreement <laughs> with this NPC, totally oblivious that she's being an NPC perpetuating a hoax NPC message oblivious to the meme, oblivious to the meaning of what's going on. Amazing. Yeah, these people are this disconnected. Is... They don't know what's going on. And this is, you know, some, some boomer stuff too. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's just total obliviousness. Hilarious. Good for Kathy Griffin. And uh, my last piece before we get to, uh, to Pocahontas, Chief Warren, is some guy got basically the internet's ultimate reward. I think I'd like retire. The ultimate uh, trophy of the internet, I should say. I think I would retire if I got this DM. If Jim Acosta, fake news Jim Acosta, DM'd you on Twitter, <laughs> fuck you. Like that, I would frame that. If you had that screenshot yeah. of just Jim Acosta's face saying fuck you and that's it. How fantastic. <laughs> so this is a former aide, uh, to Melania Trump, who replied to a Jim Acosta tweet. Jim was at a Trump event, and he said, tonight the Trump campaign, this was actually the Missoula event here in Montana, tonight the Trump campaign in White House turned up the music so loud, the press risers were vibrating, nearly impossible to do live TV. I suppose the White House loves those kinds of shenanigans, but I wonder if it's a security concern for USSS or local law enforcement. They can't hear it either. And this guy named uh, Justin Caporale, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but he, re he replies, Dear Diary, a throwback to the old meme. Remember when everyone was quoting Jim Acosta tweets and just said, Dear Diary, because they're funnier if you preface them that way. Well, because he always tweets these emotional things that are yeah. like kind of self-reflective, you know, weird yeah. stream of consciousness stuff. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that's all he says is just Dear Diary. And that prompts Jim to DM him saying, fuck you. Uh, Daily Caller reporter Peter Hassan or Hassan logged into Caporale's account and confirmed by screenshot that the DM is real. So we've had secondary or secondhand confirmation. Um, after reports uh, began to surface of Acosta's message 
to Caporale. The reporter publicly apologized, Acosta publicly apologized, while stating he thought Caporale was, quote, an old friend from the campaign days. And he uh-huh. apologized, hey, buddy, I thought you were an old friend. I'm so sorry. Hope I didn't offend you. Have a good night and take care. I mean, I don't... Uh, it's it's like Sticks was saying. I don't care that this is. I don't care that he said fuck fuck you. I, that's not the point. It's just the fact that the the Jim Acosta, who's so hypersensitive to what is perceived to be meanness or harassment right. or whatever, the fact that he's gonna be DMing people fuck you over some light Twitter bants. That's yeah, pretty hilarious. Yeah. The and more mostly, important I, takeaway is that these people hate to be mocked. Also, they can dish hmm. it, but they cannot take it. So any yeah. opportunity to mock them. You know, take it, you guys. You're you're the army. Yeah. Uh, are you ready to uh, to discuss the story of the week, Chief Elizabeth Warren? Is there a, is there a female term for chief, or was it the patriarchy back at the Indian days? Chief chiefess, chiefess, whatever. Pocahontas. We'll call her that. So on Monday, via the Boston Globe, Elizabeth Warren reveals the results of an ancestry analysis conducted by Stanford professor Carlos Bustamante. Which, um, which says that she had a Native American ancestor six to ten generations ago. So if that's the case, she is between 164th and 1,024th Native blood. But, big but, too. But, the test makes no distinction between North and South American ancestry, and Bustamante used samples from Mexico, Peru, and Colombia to stand in for Native American so, so you're telling me that it's possible that she's 99.9% European. Not only possible, but basically a sure thing. Yeah. 99.9% European and potentially like one guy hundreds of years ago was an Indian, yeah. but it might not even be that. Yeah. The, that's my genetic makeup too. 99.9% yeah. European, 0.1% Native American. Apparently it's the average American is yes. 0.18% percent correct yeah that was a harvard study from 2014 so she could be as little as 0.09 percent american generally speaking meaning like north or south american continents not even american indian tribe as you think of them and yes that if that were the case even if it even if she's even if there was a cherokee guy she's still less native than the average white american uh still though media outlets covered for warren though of course because why not? Um, the, the, what was the headline in CNN here? It was uh, strong evidence, <laughs> strong evidence of. Uh, yeah, Elizabeth Warren releases DNA test showing strong evidence of Native American ancestry. OK, um, and then there was stupid thing. Sorry, my computer's being dumb. OK, guess my graphics are all busted up. That's fine. Um, but yeah, CNN, uh, CNN covers calling it strong evidence of uh, native American ancestry. ABC and BBC said the same. The daily beast says she proved native American roots. Uh, the oh Cherokee God. nation condemned Warren saying a DNA test is useless to determine tribal citizenship. Uh, this was from the Cherokee Secretary of State, Chuck Hoskin Jr. He said this in a statement. Sovereign tribal nations set their own legal requirements for citizenship, and while DNA tests can be used to determine lineage, such as paternity to an individual, it is not evidence for tribal affiliation. Using a DNA test may lay claim to any connection 
uh, using a DNA test to lay claim to any connection to the Cherokee nation or any tribal nation, even vaguely, is inappropriate and wrong. It makes a mockery of DNA tests and, is leg- uh, and its legitimate uses while also dishonoring legitimate tribal governments and their citizens whose ancestors are well-documented and whose heritage is proven. Ooh, Warren responded... That is scathing. Yeah. Scathing. <laughs> yeah. Warren responded, there's a distinction between citizenship and ancestry. I wish I had been more mindful of that distinction in the Boston Globe. The tribes and only the tribes determine citizenship. It's their right as a matter of sovereignty and they exercise that right in uh, in ways they choose to exercise it. I respect that distinction. Let me see if I can get um, my graphics back up here because there were some, there's dispute, like she and her Harvard and UPenn colleagues when she was a professor mm-hmm. deny that she ever had career advancement because of this claim of Native American Wasn't ancestry. she called the first woman of color in, uh, was it uh, like a law review article? Yeah, well, there are several examples. Here we go. What a liar. Um, liar, liar, pants on fire. Yeah, so there are a few examples here. There's the, In 1995, this, these are in Harvard publications, and one is a, is a law review. Um, a 1995 article about diversity in the school's paper. It's called uh, Survey, Diversity Lacking at HLS, Harvard Law School. And in this particular article, they, <laughs> there's this one paragraph here. Although conventional wisdom among students and faculty is that law school faculty includes no minority women, Chimura and professor, uh, said professor of law Elizabeth Warren is a Native American. Okay. Then there was um, a Fordham, uh, a, an article in the Fordham Law Review, which uh, referred to Warren as Harvard's first faculty woman of color. Let's see. There's... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. That's so absurd. Faculty woman of color here. Okay. And then there was a document taken from a uh, 1999 affirmative action uh, plan, uh, plan book published in Harvard University indicates that Elizabeth Warren was officially listed as a Native American by Harvard Law School. Warren was not actually mentioned by name. The report just shows one Native American member of the law school. Um but reports in the Harvard Crimson from 1996 and 1998 both identify Warren as the Native American member of the staff. So basically, they had used her, they had counted her on a diversity report, essentially, as a Native American, even though that didn't list names. But there was no other Native American woman on the staff at the time, so it had to be referring to her. That is so crazy. Of all mm. the minority groups in the United States, I would argue that they are the most legitimately oppressed I mean, they've been relegated to these certain areas of land. Alcoholism is rampant. Um, and so the left is the, the mental gymnastics here. They've gotten this old European, rich, white, elitist woman, a bunch of minorities to actually claim that she has legitimate Native American ancestry. This this blows my mind. I'm like, what yeah. are you people doing? Also, it sets the precedent like, can we all claim to be part of a minority group if we have a tiny, tiny percentage of that of that DNA? Like, is that what we're going to do? Here? I suppose that's the that's the line where, or that's the uh, that's the path we're going to travel. Although we know that most of these people are not necessarily inclined to follow precedent; they're inclined to follow convenience in the particular moment. You know, wherever it's okay. wherever it's uh, you know conveniently used. Um, on top of all of this, 
on top of like releasing this DNA test, on top of these media reports that suggest somehow that she had strong evidence for Native American ancestry when in fact it's incredibly weak and no more than any average white American. Um, on top of the Cherokee people, the, the guy from the Cherokee Nation telling her to shut up, basically. <laughs> yeah. On top of all of this, Warren doubled down on her Native heritage with a highly produced video posted on her campaign YouTube channel on Monday. Mm -hmm. And I think this might be the greatest cringe of of the entire thing. Did you get a chance to watch oh, this? Oh, yeah, yeah. Comments disabled, but she's getting ratioed hard. Yeah. So let's... Uh, Let's hear Elizabeth Warren discussing her um, discussing her Native American heritage and having a not at all scripted call with her DNA her her ancestry analysis guy at Stanford. Pocahontas, I apologize to you. I apologize to you. I apologize to the to the fake Pocahontas. I won't apologize. He's talking about stuff he doesn't have any idea about. It's offensive to me. Not just as Betsy's cousin, but as a Native American. They feel like an attack uh -huh. on me and my mom, but mostly on my grandmother. And my mama's not around to defend herself. Mama. My mother was born in eastern Oklahoma. It had been Indian territory until just a few years earlier when it had become what? a state. My dad makes her sound like she's he 700 years over old. heels in love. With you mean uh, Elizabeth Warren? Yeah. Did she say her mom uh, right before it became a state? Yeah, yeah. And Although, then she okay. has a picture of her and her three brothers who are like super geriatric. Wasn't yeah, they are really old. Wasn't what was Oklahoma statehood though? Wasn't it pretty low or uh, late, I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, not that you... it does not that it makes her sound young, but yeah, it wasn't until 1907 actually, surprisingly. That makes her sound so old. Hmm. I don't know. This really dated her. Pay attention to what she says here about uh oh, you know, my my parents' family or my grandparents, basically, my dad's parents didn't want our didn't want my parents yeah. to date because my my mom was part Indian. She she's repeated this line a few times. We'll take a look at another clip in a moment. But this is <laughs> this is where it just gets crazy silly. Like you're telling me this obviously white chick, this entire white family was upset about racial issues. I mean, I know people were weird about like, you know, race purity back in the day and stuff. And and but. Is there anyone who would have deemed like 164th? You wouldn't have been deemed legally black back then, I don't think. No, and outside of folklore, nobody would have known about it either. Hmm. I mean, all of these people look clearly European. Sure. Yeah. And indeed are, like 99%. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, here's what she says about her parents. Let me go back just a little bit so we can hear. Um, to defend herself. My mother was born in eastern Oklahoma. Yeah. It had been Indian territory until just a few years earlier when it Way had become shit a all state. over them. My daddy always said he fell head over heels in love with my mother the first time he saw her. But my daddy's parents, the Herrings, were bitterly opposed to their marrying because my mother's family, the Reeds, was part didn't somebody in her family say that this elopement actually never happened? That they had like a normal wedding? I didn't I hear that. that. I don't know. Sorry. Hmm. God, look at all those braves lined maybe, up there in that photo. Maybe the herrings just didn't want her marrying into this family because they look poor and ugly. <laughs> Could be. Native American. This sort of discrimination was common at the time. So when my mama was 19 and my daddy was 20, they eloped. And together they built a family, my three older brothers and me. Hi, this is Elizabeth Warren. Is Dr. Bustamante in, please? 
Hi, I'm Carlos Bustamante, and I've advised companies in the direct-to-consumer space, including Ancestry.com, 23andMe, and Helix. In the senator's genome, we did find five segments of Native American ancestry right, with Peter very Dinklage. high confidence. So we believe the error rate is less than one in a thousand. All right, no. normal height, Peter Dinklage, maybe. It's hard to tell. Now, um, watch. Uh, so he's, he tells her, oh, yeah, maybe like one one thousandth Indian. And watch her, watch her expression here where she's like, I knew it. I knew it. She kind of has a like, yes, kind of like a Napoleon Dynamite. Yes, reaction. Check this out. Go back a little bit. Five segments of Native American ancestry with very high confidence, where we believe the error rate is less than one in a thousand. Now, the president likes to call my mom a liar. What do the facts say? The facts suggest that you absolutely have a Native American ancestor in your pedigree. Okay. This isn't just about casual racism. You such hilarious clips. Chops. Yeah. Native communities have faced discrimination, neglect, and violence for generations. It's hilarious. And Trump can say whatever he wants about me, but mocking Native Americans or any group in order to try to get at me, that's not what America stands for. Some people have questioned my heritage and my family history. Maybe they do it to insult me. Maybe they do it to distract from the kinds of changes I'm fighting for and the kind of change I'm trying to bring to Washington. Better have all these videos of me Maybe hugging these minority because they children. Think politics is a blood sport. <laughs> but my parents were real people. The love they shared, the struggles they endured, the family they built. The Just hanging out on the res. Will always this Indian be family. Heart. And no one, not even the president oh of the God. United States, will ever. How old me. are her? Are there, is her brother, her oldest brother, like ninety five? I mean, she's what seventy something. She's old as well, yeah. But the, the yeah, all the siblings are um, are also quite old. This now, is the I'm, most out of touch shit I've ever seen. Yeah, life. yeah. I'll, I want to talk about the strategy here in a moment because I just find <laughs> it so baffling. Um, in addition to just the facts being off the wall, but but the political strategy is insane. Anyway, I, I, I mentioned that she's. Repeating this line, she has said it in the past. Oh, my parent, my grandparents couldn't date and couldn't get married because of family objection, because of racism and all this. Listen to what she said. This is around 20, uh, 2012 in her Senate campaign. It's a low quality clip, so apologize for apologies for the audio quality. But she said the same thing, you know, six some years ago. My mom and dad uh, were very much in love with each other, and they wanted to get married. And my father's parents said, absolutely not. You can't marry her because she's part Cherokee and she's part Delaware. And um, after fighting it as long as they could, my parents went off. They eloped. It was an issue in our Just a point of clarification, am I to believe then that her one ancestor was half Cherokee, half Delaware? Is that how this is oh, working? Yeah. How could you be part Cherokee and part Delaware and one you have one ancestor six to ten generations back? I mean, this all sounds like bullshit to me, but if I want to be kind, I would concede that maybe this folklore like existed in her family or sure. something like that. I, there, there are tons of families like that. My mom has told me the same thing. Oh, there was a Native American somewhere back in the family lineage. And I've never, I've not done like an, I've not done any kind of 23andMe or anything like that. Could be true, might not be. It's not like I've ever claimed to be tribal. You know what I mean? And doesn't that's, that's, everybody have like one of each somewhere? Sure. Line? Like yeah. none of your ancestors banged a black guy. Like somewhere along those <laughs> lines, something like that happened. Yeah. And that, that's what's weird is if Elizabeth Warren had said, had, had 
come out and let's say she wanted to make a campaign style message and clear this out of the way and said, yeah, you know, I, I took a family story too far. I believed what my parents had told me without really vetting it. I wanted to clear it up. So I got the DNA test done. It looks like I'm not very Indian at all, yeah. but these are the facts. I'm not going to be referencing this anymore because it was a mistake on my end. My bad. Moving on. By the way, I'm running for president. Okay, <laughs> fine. But it, it's clear yeah. that this whole thing was a move to run for president right, that was posted right. and to she clearly her. clearly has no problem throwing her family under the bus. And so hmm. I don't really see why I just do that. Like, well, my lying me ma or well, whatever. Yeah, she's throwing everyone else under the bus besides uh, at least politically. My favorite sentiment in that video is I don't know why people attack my heritage. Maybe they do it to distract from my progressive agenda or this or that. Maybe they do it because you repeatedly claim to be an Indian. Yeah. Maybe that's why they do it. I mean, guess what? If you had never made these claims, it's not like people would come at you and go, you're not an Indian at all. Yeah. It's not even that she made the claim so that she could advance her career and have this relatable minority status with impoverished and oppressed groups. That's why she did this. So it's so weird to me because to double down on this and to act like this DNA test, this, this ancestry analysis is somehow corroborating to her claims. She's basically in Dolezal and Sean King territory right now in terms of like racial identity delusion. And I don't know how that's supposed to be appealing to any voter at all, except for the bizarre, you know, identity politics driven type people. Is she trying to win the intersectionality Olympics? Is that the strategy yeah, angle yeah. here? Well, and I only check fair, off woman. I need a racial minority. Yeah, that, that's definitely what she's doing. She doesn't oh. try to make herself appear to be Indian. That's where people would make the distinction. Rachel Dolezal was like getting weaves and fake tan and shit. And Sean King also using you know, like doing his hair in certain ways to make himself look black, things like that, mm. talking in a certain way. She doesn't do that, except for this Mima papa. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I heard Shapiro talking about this too. I, I endorsed the idea. He was trying to get Rachel Dolezal to take the same type of analysis, and it's it's entirely possible that Rachel Dolezal is more black yeah. than Elizabeth Warren is Indian. How fascinating would that be? Oh, see? my God. Or Sean King. Sean King will never agree to do it, though. No, didn't somebody, some black dude offer to pay him 25 grand? Yeah, there, there's been a lot of people that have mm-hmm. offered him a lot of prizes to do that sort of thing, but he's never going to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, though, I mean, I, 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 as I was saying, I take this as a clear indicator that she's running. I, before this, I might have considered her as a semi-serious threat to Trump. After this, I just can't see middle America getting on board with this sort of thing, in addition to, you know, a lot of her... her views that'll be unpopular in in middle America as well. But this is just, this isn't just unpopular politics. This is outright delusion. So I think she's sinking her campaign before it even started. Yeah. I mean, it was never going to happen though. She's too old. She's too far left. Uh, She's a woman. It's just, it wasn't going to happen. Do you want Hillary who is racially confused? That's basically (laughs) what we're getting here. Yeah. What a, what a strange week. I just, I couldn't believe as, as she just, kept doubling down and on why this different... now like why would they do this it's, it's just so it's so Oh, you mean in bad. terms of like the midterms or something yeah it's so bad for the left it just shows how out of touch they are like, yeah black americans are looking at this going huh okay like are you serious the average black american is 16 percent white none mm. of them go around uh talking about their white heritage and that is what like hundreds and hundreds of times more 
white in their heritage than she sure. has Indian. Yeah. It's just, that's just so crazy to me. It's like, this is clear. This, the outcome of this was, was clearly going to be what was happened. What would happen? It was going to make a mockery of her and her future campaign. I don't know why I thought this was a good idea. Where's her staff being like, no, just <laughs> stop talking about it. She just yeah. surrounded herself with sycophants that just tell her to do whatever she wants all the time. And she's totally out of touch. I saw a great NPC meme. I wish I had it handy to put it up on the screen, but I don't. And it was just an NPC looking at various people. So on the top, he was looking at Dolezal, Elizabeth Warren, and Sean King. And he was frowning. And it said, or no, he was smiling. He said, ooh, people of color. And then on the <laughs> bottom, it was like, um, it was Kanye and Candace Owens. And I think Joy Villa was in there. And it was frowning. It said, white supremacists. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty great. Yeah. So... Uh, I don't know. There's going to be more to come in this story. I'm excited to see how the, the great story of Pocahontas Chief Warren unfolds. It's, uh, it's going to be a campaign, um, a major campaign issue, it seems. If she gets the nomination, I can't wait for the debates with Trump. My God. Yeah. I mean, My- I haven't heard Trump say anything about her that recently. And so I just wonder, the timing of this is, is perhaps the most baffling part of all of it. It's like, why would you do this before the midterms? Yeah, You're we'll, not responding uh, specifically to something Trump said, like, in recent memory. Sure. Yeah, well, she we'll, thought this we'll, was going to bolster the left. Clearly, uh, yeah. I mean, it's clear, to, obvious to me that she thought this was going to be beneficial to her, at least. But presumably, I guess Democratic candidates, or else why? Mm-hmm. Why would she do it? I don't know. I can't explain this decision at all. But we'll just have to wait and see how it unfolds. You want to take a break before we talk about Horseface? Sure. How are we doing on Streamlabs? I'll get to these super chats. Uh, let me check. All right. This we got uh, we got several. Oh, nice. Uh, okay, I'll do these. You want to do a few, and then we can get back to it. Sure. JB Dude nine zero six one. Hey Matt and Blonde, happy Sunday. Looking forward to another great show. Matt, what's up with that guy calling you a bag of sand on Twitter? <laughs> Better <laughs> yeah. to be a bag of sand than a piece of crap. I don't even know what you're talking about. Uh, some I forget what I was tweeting about. Something I was tweeting about something and some some NPC. You know, although I feel like an NPC for just repeating the npc meme this is getting this is getting into memeception here for me but he was coming at me saying like you are a, literally a bag of sand you're a you're a sentient bag of sand and i had some banter back and forth with him because it looks like he's he's one of those accounts that all he does is own the cons you know on uh, on twitter and so i was what like listen I can see you're into roasting people. So if you're going to roast me, come at me with your A game, dude. Yeah. Don't come at me with this like you're a bag of sand nonsense. Get, roast me good. I'm ready. We <laughs> had some banter back and forth. I said, listen, you want to come on my channel and stream with me and you can roast me all you want. Tell me how to run my channel. I'd be glad to do it because I haven't had any kind of debate or adversarial exchange on my channel for some time. Yeah. And he kind of initially agreed to do it and then backed off like they all do. So yeah, what's up yeah. with him? I don't know. He just came out of nowhere and I engaged because every once in a while you try to coax one in, you know? So yeah. better luck next time. Come on, Jared Holt. Come on the channel. Anytime. Anytime. Joshua Boy says mad props to the intro music. Thank you. That was a good one. Why did I say well, thank you? I didn't, I was not involved in the making of that at no. all. That's all. Well, you. Yeah, thank you on behalf of the show. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Joshy Boy. Um, Sinak eight. I will come back later on to watch, but the Sunday Funday stream is on and shit gonna be lit. I know we're going up against Medicare and it's really Is he regularly at this time? Yeah, I, I, yeah. I think the last few weeks he's been. Oh going son up. of a bitch. We yeah, so we're gonna have to order a Jared Kushner style hit on him <laughs> to take care of this. Gabriel yeah. Lopez, our resident faggot. I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. Warren is in Trump's pocket. I refuse to believe Trump doesn't even have to make an effort to win. People just bend over 
to get fucked by those <laughs> Thank you for that Google compliant F word. We appreciate that. Chat. It made it through. Hmm. Uh, Pesos Largos, Trump got Liz Warren to take a DNA test. Maybe next he can get Maxine Waters to take an IQ test. <laughs> Ooh, wow. That would definitely be next level. Sub 80 is my guess. Alessandra Cortara. <laughs> My didn't Trump tweet that out once? Didn't he say like assur IQ, assuredly in the mid seventies or something? I think he no actually way. tweeted out. I swear to God, he tweeted out a number once. Oh, Maybe God. I can find it while you keep going. Oh, that's great. Alessandra Cortara. My favorite fake Indian name for Senator Warren is sitting bullshit. I also saw spreading bull. I like that one. Yeah. Do you guys think gun control is part of the left's attack on masculinity? Lastly, I got a C96, hmm. a Mauser. Am I saying that right? Mauser. Mauser. Sorry, guys. Uh, with a shoulder stock NFA exempt. Hmm. Um, do you think the gun control is a part of the left's attack on masks? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm not super worried about this impending civil war because I'm like, the left just, they, they are not equipped as far as. Um, I could, I could, things. yeah, I could see it that way. I also take it as just kind of part of their refusal to take responsibility for anything. Part yeah. of firearm ownership is responsibility for yourself and your family and all that sort of thing, responsibility for your own defense. I think that's one thing that their worldview just wholeheartedly rejects is self-ownership, yeah. you know, self-responsibility, that sort of thing. Real, real quick before we uh, leave the topic, this headline from July 5th, 2018 on Real Clear Politics, not even an unreliable, weird fake news source. Headline, Trump knocks Maxine Waters, quote, IQ somewhere in the mid-60s. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Oh. I mean, it's probably, what do you think, low 80s? I don't know. I, I am not an IQ expert. I have no idea where it would He's where so good at in. these nicknames. Uh, mm. Dakota Stanton, but now your fan art will have to change background. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. And yeah, still going to film with um, his normal background, I think. Yeah, right? I'm, not, I'm not changing that in the normal, uh, my normal solo videos, but I figured we could match up our looks on the podcast a little bit better. Boogeyman917, horse face or whore's Face. Good question. Inquiring minds want to know. Happy belated birthday, Matt. Nice, well, unintentionally thanks. ironic shirt. Thank you, Boogie. Yes, unintentionally. Yeah, exactly. I'm trying to think. It's it's ironic for me, but not ironic for them. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Cipher Ace uh, Khashoggi. Am I saying that right? I, I, I think I don't so. Even know. I've heard Khashoggi. some weird pronunciations of it from people who just sound like they're trying to pronounce it correctly. In you know in whatever language it's supposed to be pronounced that way. But I'm Khashoggi, just going with Khashoggi. Okay, that's what I'll say too. Khashoggi was almost certainly a Saudi intelligence asset and not just a journalist. His father was a notorious arms dealer and he's been in the deep state realm forever. The Saudis normally abduct then kill, but messed up. Yeah, I mean, mm. after we talked about this last week, I started looking into this guy and I'm like, um, do I really care that he's dead? I don't think so. He was just a straight up wow. Islamist. Yeah, well, that is the one thing they, they try to praise him as like some free speech martyr or something like that. Like, but no. from what I've seen, he was, yeah, he was very much an Islamist type of guy. Yeah. I mean, who we'll happened talk about to oppose the, the Saudi uh, crown prince or whatever his right. face is for right, various right. reasons. But had years and years of compliance with ridiculous foreign policy and domestic policy for, mm. you know, for, for most of his adult life. So, so I don't know. I don't know. Um, let's just do a few more right now. The lone GK, you said something fun on Halloween, but the Colin show is my Wednesday fun. I hate Halloween. How can you hate Halloween? It's so I fun. I actually dislike answering the door too. I'm going to be right. so strict with those kids this year because last year, you know, I figure most kids are, have well, have good enough manners that you can just hold out a bowl of candy, candy, and they'll take one piece. No, they're these little kids try bags. to wrap, you know, try to rob your whole candy uh, supply. So I won't be doing that this year. I'll be much more disciplined. 
Maybe we'll just leave our lights off. Yeah, maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll pretend not to be home and just play video games. <laughs> Last one be for right now is from Super Fox Liz P. Elizabeth Warren is about as Native American as Ford was believable, or Auntie Maxine Ooh. and Ocasio Cortez are intelligent. <laughs> Shit. Wow. YouTube better not donate my super my super chat shekels to those sad motherfuckers. Thank you, Liz. It's made it through thus far. All right. Yeah. Uh, you want to do a few streamlabs? Um, yes. So, uh, let's see here. Uh, let me catch up. Philbert Rogers says, uh, complaining. Oh no, this was left over. Never mind. Rich Ben. Uh, have you guys heard of the Hayes brothers? They are from North Carolina and were red pilled during the 2016 election cycle. If you haven't, maybe check them out on YouTube at, uh, at the Hayes brothers. Anyway, great show. I've not, but I, uh, I can give them a look. Sure. Appreciate it. Stuart Casson, uh, give me money. Uh, money me, money, money now, me a money needing a lot now. Thank you, Stuart. <laughs> Eric B. Austin says, F the new Super Chat BS, also Halloween idea, go to a local NPC university town uh, holding a controller. Ah, as in uh, like a video game controller, sure. Ah. Let's see. Uh, Ick Jerk Studios says, my favorite joke to come out of the whole Warren affair was that upon proving that she was 99% white, Richard Spencer would be endorsing her 2020 presidential campaign anyway. Great show, as always. I did see that. That's, that's a good one. Uh, Redicus says, uh, if you have the average level of Indian blood and, and a set of regalia, does that make me a chief? Also, what about uh, that error rate without any reference to uh, without any reference samples to use? Yeah, so the, he was confident in his error rate, but I'm not exactly sure what that means in like this ancestry context. And he yeah. said, like he said, like one he said something about one in one thousand confidence or something like that, like ninety nine point nine percent confidence. But if you're point one percent, then that's like within the error of the analysis. If that's the confidence, right? I mean, I'm not an expert on these. I mean, I think that, that he was talking about the chance that there was an error in the reporting is very low. So he can say with like high confidence that she does have a distant Native American ancestor. Right. But but that's the thing is even if the confidence is extremely high, the because the there's only one person in like a thousand person pool potentially, that person could in fact be error if if he's only ninety nine point nine percent confident. Yeah, it could be. But, you know, there's a low probability of that. Yeah. We can but, say that she probably But not as low one. as the probability of her being a real Indian. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, anyway. Uh, John Martin says, uh, we're Warren's brother's wind talkers. She certainly knows how to talk out her ass. <laughs> Albert Martinez says, never thought of this before. Glad my first time, uh, or never done this before. Glad my first time was with you guys. Oh, well, I hope Aww. we were gentle and loving. All Ugh. joking aside and a bit off topic uh, or a bit off an old topic. Uh, any thoughts on Philip DeFranco? Well, Blonde always has an opinion on Philip DeFranco. Yeah, that guy sucks. Specifically on his agreement on Alex Jones getting banned. Uh, keep up the good work. Uh, you both are awesome. I was very disappointed by that take. I, I, I don't. Did he say I straight up agree with the banning? I think he kind of understood it. No, he it. said that if he ran YouTube, he would have banned him a long time ago or some stupid crap like that. Hmm. Philip DeFranco is a fence-sitting douchebag. That guy sucks. Nobody should watch his channel. <laughs> all right. Uh, that's Which all we got. Our... Oh, sorry. Clicked the wrong button. Um, we're, all set. we're all set on super, uh, Streamlabs for now. Okay, if cool. Uh, if you're good to go. So, of course, the other big story this week is uh, on Monday, a federal judge 
a federal judge in uh, California throws out this Stormy Daniels uh, lawsuit, this defamation lawsuit, of course, represented by Michael Avenatti. Uh, this this uh, U.S. District uh, Judge S. James Otero uh, in L.A. ruled that Trump's speech was protected by the First Amendment when he uh, when Trump allegedly defamed Stormy Daniels. That was the nature of the lawsuit. When Trump said she lied about being threatened to keep quiet about their alleged relationship. Um, so the judge said this was, uh, this was protected First Amendment speech as the kind of rhetorical hyperbole commonly associated with politics and public discourse. Major part of this, uh, this ruling, not only does Stormy lose the, the suit, but she actually has to pay Trump's legal costs. So that was pretty interesting. Stormy's lawyer, Michael Avenatti, responded that Trump's win in this case would be, quote, dwarfed by the, the fees he and Cohen, Michael Cohen, will be required to pay in connection with the, the NDA case. That additional case seeks to void the non-disclosure agreement and a separate defamation claim, which I'm a little bit unclear on, on all of this. Like, how is she writing about his yeah, dick when it's... Even if, when that's in, even if that's true, in terms of proportion of income, it's still, she's totally screwed. And basically, no matter what Trump owes, it doesn't really... Yeah, it's, it's not like you're going to sink him. Right. Yeah, I mean... But what does she, she have? To say, she has I'm like the president and you're not. What are you going to do? A handful of dollars stuck in her G-string and probably 50 grand of credit card debt. She's still, uh, yeah, and she's still actually doing the stripping. I mean, it's yeah. clear that she needs the money. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, Trump, of course, uh, Trump, of course, hops on Twitter as he is wont to do on, uh, on Tuesday. He's tweeting out about a Fox News story he saw about this lawsuit. He says, federal judge throws out Stormy Daniels lawsuit versus Trump. Trump is entitled to full legal fees. Fox News story. Great. Now I can go after Horseface and her third rate <laughs> lawyer in the great state of Texas. She will confirm the letter she signed. She knows nothing about me. A total con. <laughs> okay. Uh, then Stormy quotes the tweet and says, ladies and gentlemen, may I present your president in addition to his uh, shortcomings? He has demonstrated his incompetence, hatred of women, and lack of self-control on Twitter again, and perhaps a penchant for bestiality. Game on, tiny. I assume a reference to his, uh, to his penis. Eh. Is that, is that what that was supposed to mean, tiny? Yeah, yeah. I mean, or tiny she can hands. say whatever she wants. He's president of the United States. He has a hot wife, and he's a billionaire. So you're a 40-year-old stripper. Like, what do you, what do you want here? <laughs> Uh, all I can say is, uh, well, actually, before we hop into some more discussion of it, we should talk about uh, Michael Avenatti, because as I mentioned, Avenatti was also very offended by this, not just Stormy Daniels. So Avenatti, did, did you hear Trump call him Avianti or no, whatever? I did Trump not. said this, I think it was at a rally. And I'm wondering now if he did this on purpose. He like, just mis misstated his name to get him riled up or something. Yeah, it'd be like you are you have so little importance to me that I don't even know what the fuck your name is, even though I've hmm. heard it a thousand times. Well, Avenatti went on Twitter and he's very offended by this tweet. He's very, very offended and he needs everyone to know about it. It's a sad day in America when the president of the United States calls a woman a horse face. <laughs> Donald Trump should be ashamed of himself. I don't care if you're on the right, the left, or the center. No man should call a woman a horse face, especially <laughs> the president of the United States. I have two daughters. I think oh, it's a no. disgrace. I don't care what your political persuasion is. You should condemn it as well. It's wrong. 
It looks like that was kind of scripted, like he had to do several takes yeah. of yeah. this or something. Um, but but yeah. Oh, so. God. And like this ass-kissing feminism. Like his daughters, they're probably, if not already, they're going to be horse. Like I almost guarantee it. <laughs> and then he's going to represent them later. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> as a result of their misbehavior. Now, of course, this sort of spectacle is exactly what I voted for. The exact sort of entertainment that I voted for in, um, in 2016 is yeah. exactly the sort of thing I wanted to see. I want to see the president call people horse faces and I want to <laughs> laugh about it. So I'm not going to pretend that I'm offended or whatever. But, yeah. you know, if you are the sort of person that thinks that's below the, the office and all that, I get it. I'm not saying that you can't have that opinion. Certainly, I think there's something to be said for a president who has a more presidential demeanor. But that's not what she voted for with Trump anyway. But the point is... I am not going to take like lectures on um, civility, on on high mindedness, on on class and all this from the guy, as I was mentioning at the top of the show, from the guy who just got done bringing forth a fraudulent, false gang rape accusation against a an innocent family man. Yeah, I know. You're going to tell me Trump's tr- Trump's going to ruin your daughter's future by calling women horse faces, but you're contributing to their future by perpetuating false rape allegations. Right, right. Tell me more, Mr. Good Dad. Yeah. I want to hear all about it. Yeah. What do you? What lesson are you teaching your daughters, dude? That they can just destroy a man's life with totally bunk allegations? Uh, yeah, you know, and they're probably super happy that they have this shifty rich lawyer for a dad that can buy them like nice handbags they don't care about any of this although i'm sure they're getting enough public scrutiny i don't know who they are but this can't be good for them Mm. what a piece of shit and as far as the respectability of the presidency is concerned trump is just the first person to be out there with that like like how many of the presidents have had mistresses several presidents have had children out of wedlock you know seen prostitutes um jfk had chronic gonorrhea and you know the whole hmm. Marilyn Monroe thing. What else? and then Bill Clinton, a probable rapist. It's like acting like some billionaire playboy banging whores is some kind of revelation, and this just brings such disgrace to the presidency. After Bill Clinton's getting blown by some twenty-two-year-old in- intern in the in the Oval Office, it is just so preposterous to me. It's like how yeah. can they even take this position with a straight face? Well, and that, and yeah, it's even in this particular case in general. A lot of the people claiming this is unacceptably offensive are the same ones who are laughing at and praising Stormy Daniels for going on Jimmy Kimmel's show and doing her tour a few weeks ago, picking out which mushrooms look like the president's dick, writing about how Trump's dick looks like uh, the, the, what's the Nintendo character, the mushroom character, I forget, Toad or whatever. It's, it's, either it's, it's, you know, uh, unacceptable on both sides or it's not you know what i mean like you can't celebrate the dick discussion a few weeks ago and then be offended by the horse face right right it's either both or neither i do kind of appreciate that it's all out there with trump like like we knew this when we voted for him we knew that he had kind of a sordid past with women it was something that we all accepted we're like all right billionaire playboy i don't really care which is weird because if if the suspicion is true that avenatti has ambitions to run for president himself (laughs) Never. Could be, could be. But if if your goal is to get Trump, and at bare minimum, it seems like his goal is to get Trump. I'm going to get him for political reasons, you know, whatever political vendetta he may have. Why would you take the angle of Trump is mean to women or Trump has been unfaithful with women? It's like, yeah, we we know. Yeah, I don't. We've said it before. Line up a thousand whores who all said 
Nobody cares. Trump's dick is gross. I'll be like, yeah, eh, yeah you're probably I, I right. I don't care. Yeah. I'm and sure he could have gone so much lower with this. He was talking about her face. She was talking about his dick. He could have called her like a roasty or something like that. <laughs> he could have made some cave jokes or something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. Very cavernous. Yeah. <laughs> Very. The most cavernous. <laughs> <laughs> Who could believe all the stalactites and all that? Yeah. <laughs> All the spider webs, cobwebs. I guess it wouldn't be spider webs and cobwebs because that gets thoroughly used. Very oh, cleaned yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. I have to think my jokes a little bit better, but yes. You're point on is, the right track, though. horse face is, is not, uh, of all the things, of all the really offensive ways you could describe Stormy Daniels, horse face would not be the, the worst I could think of. Live chat's great right now. Somebody just said, huge beef. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> wow, wow! Uh, delayed, <laughs> delayed rim shot for that I one. I love you guys so much. Holy cow! <laughs> Hi mom. Well played. But that's all Hi, I got Mrs. to say Christensen. about. Hi mom. Hi dad. <laughs> but that's uh, that's all I got to say on this. If you're uh, if you're ready to move on. Yeah, yeah. We're we gonna talk about uh, body slam man. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> Body Slam Man. His name is Congressman Body Slam. Congressman, uh, it wasn't coming to me. Okay, I had to say something. Congressman Body Slam is it's, his it name. It doesn't really roll off the tongue. Uh, his real name is Greg Gianforte, and Trump visits um, visits Montana on Thursday night. So, as I, as I mentioned at the top of the show, he comes to Missoula, which is kind of like a little more like left wing college town. It's university of Montana in the Northwest part of the state. That's kind of Bozeman's natural rival We're Montana state, their university of Montana and Trump goes to town to uh, give his usual campaign style speech. He's supporting Congressman body slam, Greg Gianforte and Matt Rosendale, who's challenging John Tester in the upcoming Senate race. And uh, I don't know if you saw these pictures, but the, the college kids uh, took to the Hills around town and they, uh, they, um, they set up the, there's an M in the, in the hills of uh, Missoula around here to stand for university of Montana or Missoula. They changed that to say uh, impeach. So they, they decorated the rocks here so that it says impeach on the hillside. Then there's another L um, which they decorated to say liar. They did this up to say liar. So the Missoula Hills are saying impeach and liar. And that's kind of the setting for Trump's uh, Trump's visit. Um, but as far as this, uh, as far as this Gianforte body slamming incident and Trump praising him, uh, recall that in May of last year, as I mentioned, there was a uh, a special congressional election here in Montana. That was because Congressman Ryan Zinke, our, our former uh, congressman, was appointed uh, as Interior Secretary by Trump, well, the office he still holds. So we had a special election. It was Greg Gianforte against the guy I called uh, Cowboy uh, Cowboy Bernie. He was like this cowboy socialist man, always wore a cowboy hat. Bernie actually campaigned with him. But the night before, this Guardian reporter named Ben Jacobs was down at Gianforte headquarters here in Bozeman. And he was being a little nosy with his questioning. I think that's fair to say. It's clear that Gianforte was highly, highly annoyed by his presence and his maybe persistent questioning. That's, you know, the most critical I can be of Jacobs. But again, I don't think that the body slamming was merited in any way, as we'll discuss in a moment. Anyway, Gianforte gets very annoyed, reportedly grabs him by the neck and throws him to the ground, breaking his glasses and bruising his face. There is no video <laughs> recording of this. There's oh, only audio. Yeah, there's only audio. So you have to kind of imagine what it sounded like. But um, but this was the audio that was recorded back in uh, May of, of last year, May of 2017. 
And what yeah, you and we'll about. talk to you about that later. Yeah, but there's not going to be time. I'm just curious if you okay, have speak with right Shane, now. please. But you know, just sick and tired of you guys. The last Jesus guy that came here, you did the same thing. Get the hell out of here. Jesus. Get the hell out of here. The last guy did the same thing. You were the guardian? Yes, and you just broke my glasses. You the last guy did the same damn thing. You just body slammed me and broke my glasses. Get the hell out of here. You'd like me to get the hot up here, I'd also like to call the police. Can I get you guys' names? Hey, you gotta leave. He just body slammed me. You gotta leave. <laughs> Now, I hate to. I, hate I disavow. To... I this doesn't warm my heart. I don't yeah. think this is awesome. I I agree. Yeah, I want to clarify my laughing. My laughing is just because it's a really damn silly situation. Not that I approve of what happened there in any way. And we discussed it at the time um, because I didn't vote for Gianforte in 2017 for this reason. In fact, I didn't vote for him this time around again for this reason. Before Trump's even, Trump even gave his speech, I just I'm not going to support a guy who is. Uh, offensively violent with people like what if it was jim acosta <laughs> Ooh, good good example no even if it was even if it was fake news jam i can't support grabbing a guy by the neck and, and slamming him to the ground because he was asking you questions i can't I, my I, head I, knows that you're right but my heart my heart <laughs> so we had discussed this before, you know, we, we came to the same conclusion. You can't be doing this. That said, the tape is kind of funny. That doesn't mean that it's good at all. It's bad. It's very bad. Yeah, very bad, guys. Bad. And the other reason it's bad, not only because of the tape, but Gianforte and a spokesman at the time were deceptive about the incident. They initially told, um, or told some members of the press that Jacobs, the reporter, had initiated it. Quote, it's unfortunate that this aggressive behavior from a liberal journalist created a scene, is what they told the I can press. tell from the audio that's clearly not what happened. Sure. This was before the audio was released, though. And then they also, Gianforte himself also said, the liberal media is trying to make a story. Mm. If you're still not convinced, Gianforte later pleaded guilty to a misdemeanor assault charge sentenced to community service and anger management classes. So this is a settled legal matter. I mean, he faced legal penalty for an unprovoked assault on a journalist. That's that's what we're talking about here. And this yeah. is the context for Trump speaking. Well, first, Gianforte gives him a, a little bit of an introduction. I think Trump was actually speaking first, and then Gianforte came on stage and he said, Thank you, Trump, on behalf of Montana. You're great. And then Trump comes up and says, you're great, too. I love the way you body slam people, basically. And then he, he doubles down, too. Later, he goes, oh, remember when Joe Biden challenged me to a fight? Yeah, I'd fight him better than Greg Gianforte would fight him. <laughs> and Greg's good at fighting, which is why I like him. This is, oh, this is, this is Trump being Trump. Um, this was Thursday night. Let me just say, on behalf of all of Montana, Mr. President, thank you for giving us hope again. And these guys are going crazy. That's not the deal. But Greg is smart. And by the way, never wrestle him. You understand that? Never. Any guy that can do a body slam, he's my kind of... He even does the motion. And we endorsed Greg very early. But I had heard that he body slammed a reporter. <laughs> and he was way up. And he was way up. And I said, oh, this was like the day of the election or just before. 
And I said, oh, this is terrible. He's going to lose the election. Then I said, well, wait a minute. I know Montana pretty well. I think it might help him. And it we did. did say that. No, he's a great guy. Tough cookie. How about sleepy Joe Biden? Sleepy Joe. Remember, he challenged me to a fight, and that was fine. <laughs> and when I said he wouldn't last long, he'd be down faster than Greg would take him down. <laughs> he'd be down so fast. Remember? Faster than Greg. I'd have to, I'd have to go very fast. I'd have to immediately connect. Oh, my gosh. The charisma. <laughs> I'd have to, the charisma. The, and that's... I, I can't deny that I smirk a little bit watching it, that I chuckle a little bit watching it, that Trump is very charismatic. I'm not saying any of those things. I'm not saying I'm watching this going, meh, you know, being, all, being um, a sourpuss about this whole thing or something. But the, the reality is, the, I, I got two major criticisms of this. First is just the obvious, it's, it's immoral. We can't be, we can't be promoting unprovoked stop looking the other way and smirking we can't be promoting unprovoked <laughs> violence that's that's a standard we have to maintain you're absolutely right but but, yes, yes. It, but the reason that we have to do it is not just moral too there's a political angle because if, if you want to be taken seriously in criticizing maxine waters in criticizing a lot of the other mob politics we've been observing you gotta be consistent you have right? to be and we consistent. don't want to escalate too and he's on that fire that being said go for it <laughs> that and then being I, said, sure i mean being being a politician on the right, having left-wing reporters, I mean, The Guardian is particularly insidious. Remember that they are responsible for the data and society piece and a number of other horrible Well, they're not responsible pieces. for it, but they yeah. did publish it. They did publish it, yeah. Yeah. Um, just being a politician, having these people in your in your face, slandering you, just writing the worst things about you. Like, he just clearly lost his shit. And sometimes these, like, these little, you know, bookie reporters you know with the, with their little glasses and the writing lies they like forget that you have to interact with these people in a human world and sometimes they're big angry conservatives that could kick the shit out of you so it Which was a huge happened, reality yeah. check and like that's why it feels good to listen to that you know yeah, I, it's totally but, wrong we should but, engage in stuff yeah. like this that guy clearly like lost his shit and, and should have retained his composure and everything especially like if you're going to be in the house you know it's one thing if like a if it's one thing if a private citizen, like if some journalist comes and hounds us at our house and we punch him. Yeah. Well, maybe in the house is a bad example because I might argue you have a, you know, you have a right in that setting if he's trespassing and won't leave. But generally speaking, uh, you know, if you're going to be, a, if you're going to be in Congress, I, I don't want to send the guy to Congress who can't control his rage. No, I totally, kind of I setting. totally agree. But like every once in a while, it just, it just feels good to like see these lying leftist reporters get a, dose of reality like they can't hang with people that are strong with stronger than them i, I was can't. kind of i don't know if annoyed is the right word too but i wasn't thrilled that uh that trump said well he actually he, he did better in montana because of this i mean the implication there is that we are people here who endorse that type of offensive unprovoked violence and when i say offensive i don't mean yeah. like offending what i mean is on the offensive like you were not defensively acting you right, acted right. But offensively or what he meant was like you aren't people that are just going to stand there and take it you know yeah but i can't grant that jacobs was doing anything wrong i mean to take it what was he doing wrong he was being no kind I, i'm not i'm not saying this was an okay thing i i disavow i disavow strongly okay. in the strongest terms i disavow but but you know it, it must be really frustrating 
to to have to deal with this all the time to, to know that no matter how you answer this question that they're gonna fucking lie about you and yeah. they're just in your face they're just in your face all the time asking you questions the other thing that's frustrating on the political end is trump has been going with this jobs not mobs angle we talked about it on right. wednesday this is this is great this is a great political message. Do you want jobs or do you want mobs? That's the difference between the two parties. You're going to vote jobs, you're going to vote mobs. Great political strategy. 100% awesome. Problem is you undercut that message when you yeah. endorse this type of mob behavior. And there's no need to do it, man. This was a year and a half ago. Like, why do you do this callback? I, I, w I wish I could have a camera on Greg Gianforte being like, no, dude, I'm running for Congress right now. Don't yeah. remind them that I, like, get kicked a guy's ass. Yeah. And, but, uh... Probably they're like, oh, shot yeah. it, shot it, Trump. But um, to your point that this reporter is annoying and <laughs> all that, and that he works for that terrible publication, The Guardian, Ben yeah. Jacobs, the reporter, did appear on Anderson Cooper and they discussed what had happened and Trump talking about uh, the assault that was committed against him and stuff. And he does the thing that it seems these that all these people have to do. If he just said, yeah, man, it sucked. I don't think Trump should be promoting this. What happened to me wasn't cool. Uh, we shouldn't be celebrating that at all. Instead, he has to go one step further and he has to say that, oh, this is uh, this is just like Jamal Khashoggi, the Saudi guy we, who got killed that we're going to discuss in a little bit. And he said, oh, Trump is giving a signal to the world, you know, that it's open season on journalists as though, you know, everybody across the globe is like, wait a minute, Trump said it's OK to stifle speech with violence. That's it. We're going to do it as though they haven't been doing that forever and ever and as though they won't continue to do that beyond this but this is um this is guardian reporter ben jacobs talking with anderson cooper your publication the guardian said in a statement that the president should apologize for these comments do you want an apology i mean it would be great if there was one i'm not holding my breath i mean my concern is not not about my 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 situations as much as it is with Jamal Khashoggi and everything going on in the world. That the signal this sends about how the United States and how the president of the United States views journalists when 44 journalists have been killed this year is what's really the concern. That you know what I'm going through, it's not fun. I'll get over it. But there are people reporting all across the world right now who are actually, you know, in fear of their lives. And that what this does is you know is a blank check for governments who want to crack down on a free press in places that don't have the first amendment. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's so a now blank we're responsible check. for the whole world and how they treat journalists, not our fucking problem. Yeah, I, I have to fundamentally reject this idea that anybody around the world is looking for cues about whether it's okay to abuse journalists or not. And they saw this and they're like, ha it's globally acceptable. Off with his head or in J Jamal Khashoggi's case, Dismember him now or yeah, I know. Uh, fight him as they're claiming or only these like sensitive, soft palmed queers like journalists in the United States are, are so introspective and sensitive and feel safe enough to be like, oh, this puts us all in danger. Didn't Jim Acosta do this shit? Like, oh, he's always months. doing that routine. Oh, yeah. God, journalists are so safe. They just shit on the president 24 seven. They never have to be in fear of their lives. Yeah, ever. Yet, it's like even though it's they're like inciting people constantly. It's like, Ben Jacobs, I want to go to bat for you 100%. And on principle, I am. On principle, I am. But there's no need to take this that extra step where you pretend that it's linked to some global abuse of right. journalists and all this. The reality is you were like, this is not a condemnation of him. He was doing his job. That's what he's supposed to do is be even aggressive with his questioning of members of government. He's doing, yeah. he's, he's doing his job. But I don't have to sympathize with him that he's like in some kind of 
crazy danger. Some guy who has a penchant, who has a, is a has a tendency for for frustration and violent reaction, happened to do that because you were, you know, aggressive with your questioning. That doesn't that doesn't mean he is wrong. He's hundred. I'm hundred percent on Ben Jacobs' side, but it's just like, could you just stop at? the reality of the situation without extrapolating to some nonsense beyond well beyond the scope of this case. Yeah, that's true. And in this whole conversation, we've never even addressed that the media has, uh, they, they have no concept of their responsibility in inciting mobs and creating a violent atmosphere in the United States. And then some violence comes back on them and they're like, Oh my God, I can't believe this is happening to me. It's like, look at what you people have done. Look at what you people have done. Look at the country you've helped create, the political climate, the violent political climate that you've helped create. What about uh, Andrew Cuomo coming out and saying that Antifa is different because they're fighting fascism? Yeah, he on Twitter, he equated Antifa to the Allied forces storming Normandy. Oh, my God. Yeah. See, yeah. part of me doesn't give a shit what happens to these people because of what they've done. They've been such irresponsible journalists that I'm like, you made your own bed. Go fuck oh, yourself. Blonde, blonde out for blood. I can't believe it. Wow, what a surprise. <laughs> no, I mean, it's like, um, on, on principle, I have to stand 100% with Jacobs, but I'm allowed to Me hate too. him while I do. Okay, that's, okay. That's basically my stance. Like, I don't want to hang out. I will defend you on principle, but I definitely don't want to hang out. Yeah. Speaking of uh, Chris Cuomo, did you see what he had to say? Uh, no, I didn't. He said, uh, he went on his, you know, he did his closing bit on his show and said, oh, Trump always sides with bullies. Gianforte is a bully and a thug. Gianforte, if you want to body slam me, I invite it. He's he's <laughs> he's uh, setting the stage for a Gianforte versus Cuomo SmackDown, which I would enthusiastically watch if that were a product available to view. Here's what Chris Cuomo had to say. Okay, there's no question about what. He did being wrong and illegal, but the president celebrated him at a rally. He's my <laughs> guy because like he's so tough. And the crowd roared, much like I expect the Romans would roar when the lions mauled someone in the arena. And it raises the same question. Why does Trump praise bullies? Everything Gianforte did is weak, okay? He attacked someone who wasn't a threat, was at every disadvantage. Gianforte showed no control, no confidence, no respect for his office or his constituents or for the law. He is weak. And if oh, he doesn't you like care it, about the law he can now, come do body you? slam me as well. I will for the law. He is body weak. slam me. And if he doesn't like it, he can come body slam me as well. I welcome it. <laughs> Please take him up on that, Gianforte. Ugh. Mr. Righteous Antifa comes out and starts talking about <laughs> being a law abiding citizen. Right. Suddenly. Yeah. Suddenly that matters a lot. Yeah. Hmm. But you're right in that if we're going to recognize hypocrisy in the left, that we have to be somewhat uh, consistent and principled. Sure. So and truly I disavow. I disavow. And I don't, sure. and it doesn't, uh, I, I think reasonable people can vote for Gianforte and support him too. I, I don't because I consider this to be disqualifying personally, but I can see the other side of it too, where you're like, listen, he paid his debt to society. He did apologize. He did in fact apologize for it. Um, and that's all you can ask of a person. He made a mistake and he owned up to it. Move on. Fair enough. Fair enough. But I just morally and as a political strategy, I can't support Trump getting up there and be like, it wasn't it cool that he committed no, violence totally against right. a journalist. Like, you're lying to yourself if you don't think that there's a certain percentage of people that think that this is awesome. 
I'm sure there's a certain percentage, but I don't think it's a wise. A I don't think large it's, percentage. I don't think it's large enough that it's wise politically to be using that type of strategy. No, it's unwise. In addition to the moral problem. No, no, no. I'm not talking about pandering to the audience. I'm just saying in general, even people that are like, I disavow, I disavow secretly are like, yeah. I mean, they, they cheered. They not cheered. Me, I was not encouraged by the cheering of the audience. There, there were they people all, behind him like, oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they all, they all cheered. I can't deny it. Yeah. And I'm not enthusiastic to see that either. Me but neither. Here we are. Uh, you want to take another break and then we can get to yeah, our final sure. stories? Yeah, sure. I hope I did a good enough job of disavowing. How many times did I say disavow? Like enough for Jared Holt. We'll move enough. on. Yeah. Um, Ouija STI says... Tau Fladermaeus, one of the good gun channels on YouTube, posted a video showing comments being rewritten by some kind of YouTube AI as they yeah. are posted. It's nuts, really? Rewritten. Wow, that'd be interesting if they're they're not just, you know, censored, but they're actually rewritten. That'll be something to see. Bill McPherson, who's got some great hair these days, says, let's hope Booker assaulted a black Native American mentally handicapped transsexual midget or it will be swept <laughs> under the rug like the Ellison incident. Yeah, the Keith Ellison incident so bad because it's so well documented. I don't know if I've seen, like 911 calls everything. I don't know if you've seen the picture of one of his exes, but like mm -mm. he beat the shit like her entire face was fucked up, like really bad. Like this is not some Michelle Fields bruises i made some myself on my arm thing like she had like a black eye her entire face was bruised up oh, and he's yeah. still gonna win minnesota ag yeah, yeah it's gonna yeah. happen uh good to hear from you bill welcome back man yep thanks bill uh ken lynn i can't even tell you how much uh watching this show saves my sanity i live in bc the california of canada and the Ooh. amount of things i can't say without being fired it really sucks oh, well, thank well thank you, you for having this belief system and staying under the radar that's important too it is appreciate um, it man keeping your job this is from Beaner8127. Happy to finally catch the show live. Elizabeth Warren found out that she's 102% white with a 2% margin of error. Uh, wow. Rainier Chen. Hi, guys. Love the show. Saw a car with Antifa flag inside, parked outside a shooting range. Seems like they're trying to up their game. But huh. good luck with their soy arms and handling that 9mm recoil. Damn, that is a brazen thing to go to a gun range with an yeah. Antifa flag. Like, if, talk about getting body slammed. Like, you're going to get the shit kicked out of you. I, you I'm surprised that car didn't get damaged or something, yeah, to be honest. Real. Not that, Although, I, again, honestly, not that I would endorse that sort of thing. That'd be terrible. But I think it's very un, unpopular to have that cars, sort of, that's the kind of shit leftists would do. I think that that yeah. person would just get their ass kicked out outright. Right. And would probably deserve it. Um, disavow. Miles Kinslow, happy belated birthday, Matt. Glad you were born. Thanks for keeping me oh, well, safe, Matt. Thank you, You can Matt. thank my parents who are continually shocked by the content <laughs> of the show. Actually, I don't think they are. Oh, I hope not. Yeah. I'm sorry. They never really bring up the dirtier segments. Um, or I think my parents maybe have referenced the Matt and I once made love bit, but not really. We haven't, we've Never not discussed did. it in detail. Yeah. The real key with parents is to like keep their expectations extra low. So anything you do, they feel like it's a total success in your life. That's what I did. Um, Mithrin right. says, Jim sent that message and immediately blocked the guy. Kind of gives uh, the lie to, I thought you were an old friend excuse. Oh, Jim oh I didn't know he blocked him. I didn't him. know he blocked him. I didn't see that. That's, that's yeah, good call. That's a key part of the story. AZ Archer, good evening, bitches. I narrowly escaped having to drive up to Nebraska to go see a human resource officer. Thank God. Hello from New Jersey. And as always, keep it classy. Alien pistol, look it up. Man, that sucks. Never go to HR. And if you do go to HR, Lindsay Shepard that shit. Mm. Everybody that's listening, get that on recording. 
You might need it for later. Um, Although, uh, as we've mentioned before, in some states, that's legally questionable. I think. Oh, so don't do sure anything illegal. Be sure you're in the clear as far as recording conversations in yeah. your state first. Uh, Boogeyman917, I recently did the 23 and me and mine came back 100% European. I guess I'm the only American who's wider than Focahontas. Wow, really? I don't know anybody that's come back 100%. 100%? Yeah. Maybe I should take it just in case I get that. And so... You can bow before me, blonde. Yeah, really. I was like 0.1% <laughs> Asian and Native American. What is this shit? Wow. Yeah, Downskated hmm. says, would love to use Streamlabs to donate to you, but can't figure out how to get you on stream. It wants me uh, to stream myself. Could you do a guide on how to use Streamlabs and talk about the story? Oh, it doesn't actually go to uh, to the stream. You just, yeah, you got to click the link. YouTube, yeah. If you, yeah, if you click the link, it'll just send you to a page and you can type in there. Unfortunately, the, the limitation on Streamlabs, I could work out a way that, to put the Streamlabs donation text on the screen, but the problem there is then we might get in trouble with YouTube if they're too offensive, that sort of thing. So, so yeah, it, they, there's no actually stream functionality over on Streamlabs. Right. It's just a page that is linked to the account. Uh, John McGee, the fact that Warren did this, I can read, did this shows that Trump lives in her head and she suffers from Trump derangement syndrome as suspected. And the mainstream media touts this as proof she is a native. Just goes to show how far gone and unreliable they are. Hashtag chief full of bull. I like that one. I haven't heard that one yet. Uh, Fitchburg, sure. not only did Elizabeth Warren score a touchdown on herself, she spiked the football and did a celebratory dance. Yeah, it's really embarrassing. Yeah. Let's just do two more right now. Autumn sure. Dorsey. Hey, Matt and Blonde, just wanted to say you guys are keeping me sane through some tough times. I wish you both the best. Matt, that you finally got get your hit piece and Blonde, that you get pregnant. <laughs> uh, love what you both do and have a nice night. Thank you so much, Autumn. I really Very appreciate that. Very kind of you. And I and, hope things, are, things get yeah, better for you if you're having a I don't know time. what you're going through, but I know it's cliche, but this too shall pass, Miss Autumn. Um, last one for right now. SB Elizabeth Warren is such a brave, brave to me. She is a one, 1024th pure hero. <laughs> wow. That's very high percentage. She can that claim is. to be a pure hero at that point. Um, are we good mm. on streamlabs? We can circle. Well, we do have a few, but let's, let's just uh, hold off on the streamlabs until, uh, okay. towards the end of the show here. It's just a handful because I want to talk about this crazy man down Houston way. I couldn't believe this video. I saw it on this, Tucker uh, and I was like, oh, by the way, I should mention some people in the live chat were telling me that Chank and Tucker had a debate at Politicon. I, I saw a promotion for that. So that must have been over the weekend. I've not seen it because Politicon was this weekend, right? Oh, man. Well, I'm sure Tucker. So, I, I, I just wanted to make sure this was true. Okay. That'll be, uh, I'll definitely check that out. That's two vibrant characters. I think, um, I think it'll probably be more of like a livelier debate than the Shapiro Jank one. Yeah. This one might be spicier because, you know, oh, Ben's right now. Oh, it's right now. Okay. I'm definitely checking that out probably tomorrow. Sweet. I don't, imagine don't this one is. Don't click away though. Don't click away. Or yeah, watch no, stay, stay here and watch that later here. or come back and watch this. It doesn't matter. But I, but I'm guessing if I were to guess like the Shapiro one was very like policy heavy and tried to be like as fact based as Google possible. It. Yeah, there was that. But I bet, I bet um, Tucker will remember how he handled the Avenatti discussion where he, you know, got some zingers in about how he's into humiliation porn. That's why he watches Michael Avenatti content, that kind of thing. I bet Tucker will get some zingers in that Ben wouldn't have. Yeah. So this might be uh, might be an interesting one to catch. Mm-hmm. Anyway, well, how did we? Oh, the chat was on that. I was going to say we're talking about Sorry. crazy man. Sorry, in, I ruined in, your um, transition. In this uh, this 
Houston neighborhood. It's uh, it's called Montrose. It's a neighborhood of Houston. This man was filmed by Alfred Ramos, who is a Ted Cruz supporter. And the guy on film is ripping up neighborhood Ted Cruz signs. I don't really have much more to say beyond that because the footage, um, the footage really speaks for itself. So let's check it out. I'm just going to take them down. If you live here, if it's your property, that's the only one. Thing. That is my property. It is your property? Yes. Okay. This is, oh, that's your property too, though, huh? That's my neighbor's property. He's a gun owner. <laughs> oh, I'm a gun owner. Really? Too. I would watch, be careful. If you guys shoot me over that, that would be great. That would be really, like, you know... Appropriate response. That would be you know, I have bought a hundred of these. I'm about yeah. to put more out. Before we go into this, I mean, granted, it's just a sign. It's made of paper or whatever. But vandalizing people's property, harming their property, taking their property, stealing it. This is all I, illegal. When, you, when he's saying like, oh, that'd be an appropriate response sarcastically. Listen, dude, I don't want you to get shot over something like this. But you got to understand that's also not that crazy. I know. Like you're steal you're invading people's property and stealing it. Were they to react with defensive force against you, I wouldn't blame them. Now this yeah. is the middle of the day, it's just a political sign. You're probably not going to shoot him in that scenario. But I'm really conflicted here because this guy's a horrible douche, but he also looks like my brother. <laughs> I guess kinda. Kinda. It's like if your brother was a hipster though. My brother is a hipster. No. Uh no, not like this guy. Yeah, this guy's way worse. Yeah. Okay, anyway, it, it gets way weirder from here. Well, all right, well, I'll feel better about this. I've lived here for 15 years, not had this behavior. He just went nuts, tore up our signs. I tore up his Ted Cruz sign, because I've lived here for 26 years, grew up here. You moved here, you moved to Montrose? You're not from Montrose. Man, Ted Cruz does not belong in fucking Montrose. Go to the Woodlands. What a psycho, where was this? It was uh, it was in a neighborhood of Houston called Montrose. I'm told this is mostly like a liberal area, uh, I guess. Wow, this happened in Texas. Yeah, but it's like Houston, you know, urban center. H Houston's definitely going to vote for Beto overall. Ugh, what a psycho. These people hmm. are deranged. They're deranged animals. At this point, I've seen no identification of the man or charges against him or anything like that. Maybe that's to come. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention about this saw this in portland a bit in the videos i was doing last week um but don't you love when these leftists revert to this go back to where you came from go back to your home mentality when it's convenient oh bro you're not even from montrose go back to where you came yeah. from i've lived here my whole life oh suddenly you're very nativist huh. mr tolerant left-wing liberal they do this did yeah. you see them in portland where they were they saw that guy's um license plate they're like oh north carolina go back to your kkk north carolina you piece of shit we don't need that in portland yeah. oregon huh i thought you were like open borders tolerant right move where you want to move live where you want to live can you imagine if you said that about a mexican in front of them yeah you, that's the thing if if yeah. if you said go back to where you came from to 
anybody else for any other reason, they'd flip out. But because it's this guy who, I mean, he did say it to a Hispanic guy. His name is Alfred Ramos. <laughs> Presumably Alfred Ramos has some Hispanic heritage. Go back to where you came from, Alfred Ramos. That's what we just witnessed. Jeez. Huh. Uh, <laughs> anyway, there's not, I, I don't it's have much. Grotesque. He def, well, I don't know. He was kind of tall and he had like a, maybe not a, a beard, but a nice, voice, a nice mustache. You'd think maybe he could be salvaged into something you might appreciate. Yeah. Deranged. Deranged though. That guy is hmm. sick in the head. Like, what was that? It's like for a second, he just became some kind of crazy animal. He knew he was being filmed too. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I hope uh, Ted Cruz makes an ad about it though. That'd be the only, that'd be the great thing to come out of this. Check out this Beto supporter. Do you want deranged Beto people stealing your property or do you want sanity vote? Uh, yeah. Ted Cruz. That'd be cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, you want to talk about, uh, we heard it referenced earlier with Ben Jacobs. You want to talk about Jamal Khashoggi, Khashoggi, however yeah. it is that they're saying this. A ridiculously unrealistic story has come out this week from the Saudi government. So Saudi Arabia foreign minister Adel Al-Jubair told Fox News that the killing of journalist Khashoggi was a, quote, tremendous mistake and part of a rogue operation. So this is being reported on Fox News. BBC says and a bunch of other uh, sources are saying that um, a fight broke out. This is what Saudi Arabia's public prosecutor says. A fight broke out between Mr. Khashoggi who had fallen out of favor with the Saudi government and people who met him in the Turkish consulate, which ended in his death. They were pretty vague. So even Saudi Arabia is now saying he's dead. Yeah. So that, I mean, we knew that already, but Saudi Arabia is not denying that anymore. Right. Right. So um, what this foreign minister said on Brett Baer on Sunday, the individual who did this, did this outside the scope of their authority there obviously was a okay. tremendous mistake made, and what compounded the mistake was the attempt to try to cover it up. It's the cover-up, right? This is unacceptable in any government. Um, and this is reporting from BBC. Investigations are still underway, uh, with 18 Saudi nationals have been arrested. The Saudi authorities have yet to give evidence to support this fight version of events, but they are. 18 Saudi nationals arrested by Turkey or arrested by whom? It sounds like like Saudi authorities are they're they're having the appearance that they're like they're looking into this because so yeah. much pressure from the world has been put on them. And then it t- it seems like they're they're sitting around and they're like what should we say happened? Like this is clearly bullshit, right? It's, I mean, I have some like- conflicting thing feelings about this because it I mean, I don't believe that it was like, "Hey, you uh, you said something mean about my mom let's fight or whatever right. and that's that's what happened i i mean i'm sure that maybe there's a political assassination angle here but that yeah. said if that is what happened they definitely botched it like if you're gonna assassinate a guy you go kim jong-un style you poison that guy or you you'd get it done cleanly in a right. more plausibly deniable way because if the story goes from like we hacked him up i mean are they still is Saudi Arabia denies the dismemberment or that's they, what the Turkish are saying still, but you know, you can't, it's not like we can trust Turkey here. Yeah, I don't do trust, trust the Saudis or the Saudi yeah. Arabia and Turkey. Turkey yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so unnamed officials speaking to Reuters. I don't like this unnamed officials thing. Speaking to Reuters and New York times say the Saudis did not know the whereabouts of the body after it was handed to a local collaborator to dispose of. So, a local so, collaborator being collaborated with the Saudis. Yeah, that's what they're saying. Okay. 
Um, and then, of course, they're saying that senior leadership had you know no awareness of this. They had yeah. no idea what was going on. I mean, this is clearly bullshit. Trump heard the story from uh, from the Saudis, and he's like, "That sounds credible," hmm. uh, which I don't really think that he actually believes. I mean, this story's clearly horseshit. They obviously made this up. This is a CYA moment because they had so much pressure placed on them in the world stage, and they wanted to come out of it like looking pretty good. So they made it yeah. sound like it was combative, even though they likely murdered this guy as soon as he went in there yeah and of course the week prior trump was saying like listen we have to presume innocence for our allies as well we just got over this with kavanaugh remember he compared this whole event to kavanaugh saying don't throw the saudis under the bus because we don't we shouldn't throw kavanaugh under the bus either meanwhile kavanaugh like you just wins to saying shut up dude (laughs) so i feel really conflicted about this on the one hand I don't like necessarily a political alliance with Saudi Arabia, who I think sucks anyway. Right. Neither do I. But there are so many other more legitimate reasons to sever those ties Mm. than some hacked up Islamist. You know, it's like of all the reasons that we're going to stop communicating and trading with Saudi Arabia like this should not. I guess that's it is like I would like to maintain a standard for our alliances that does presume innocence generally. Like if we have a meaningful alliance, I'm not going to assume our ally is a bad actor without, I mean, proof would be ideal or at least very solid circumstantial evidence, which there appears to be in this case. But I guess I'm in the same boat where it's like, yeah, I don't want to be friends with these people. And I bet that they probably did this, but there's a million other reasons why I don't want to be friends with them. Right. Like uh, them being Islamists, like, like are we? Come on, are we? Gonna, are we going to talk it, about this? And it I seems love like how the Trump left, is intent to maintain. Yeah, which I'm in, totally yeah. fine with. I understand why he's doing this. I don't think that he actually think that thinks that that was credible. But I think he's like, okay, fine, like whatever you guys. And I love how the left doesn't give a shit about our relationship with Saudi Arabia until some journal, some Washington Post contributor is killed. And then suddenly they're like, mm, we shouldn't be doing this. It's like, I haven't heard a peep from you guys for the last decade, but whatever. Hmm. Sorry. I love the, uh, the fake news, the outright fake news from House Intelligence Committee member, Representative Joaquin Castro, <laughs> who, uh, this was unhinged, who appeared on CNN to say, I'm seeing reports that Jared Kushner and or the Trump administration generally. Jared Kushner gave a hit list to the Saudis, something to that effect. Jared Kushner basically ordered the hit in question here. Listen to what he's saying is so bad. Even the CNN anchors like, just to be clear, (laughs) we have no evidence of this, right? Nobody has heard anything about what you're talking about. Here's um, that clip from from CNN. I know, Poppy, that there's been a lot of discussion about this. There'll be more discussion on CNN and all the other networks today. Let me get to the point that I think is most disturbing right now. The reporting that Jared Kushner may have with U.S. intelligence delivered a hit list, an enemies list, to the crown prince, to MBS in Saudi Arabia, and that the prince then may have acted on that, and one of the people that he took action against uh, is Mr. Kasoji. J- just to and be clear, Congressman, we case, don't have, I just want to be clear for our viewers, we do not have that reporting. I'm not sure oh. where oh. you're getting but that there from, has but been you're... reporting to that effect. Right, sure. Not that Who? I've reporting. seen reporting to that effect. Where? Sure. Uh, but... <laughs> 
the long and short of it is that that needs to be investigated. This entire the, the entire timeline of what happened of any sharing of American intelligence with the Saudis and how they may have used that intelligence oh. needs to be investigated by oh, the intelligence committee. Surprise, surprise, another congressional investigation of the Trump administration. This is what you're going to get if the Democrats take the House, by the way. We're going to investigate every damn thing that's ever happened. I can't wait. That because was totally I incoherent. Somewhere. And have you heard any such? I have had not heard no. this anywhere else. No. This is the only thing I've heard about it. No. <laughs> this is, uh, I mean, you want to criticize the same network that wants to criticize Trump for saying unsubstantiated things or perpetuating quote unquote fake news. I'm glad the anchor at least intervened and said, like, I don't know what you're talking about. There's no such report that says that. Well, I'm I mean, gl- come on, she had to. That was so I appreciate absurd. that. That at least shows some integrity. But my goodness, you want to talk about conspiracy theories. That's as conspiratorial as it gets. Get back to me with some evidence, dude. But that's right. why we need the investigation to get the evidence. Okay. Any, any mere allegation, yeah, you make an allegation, the house is going to investigate it. That's going to be how the next two years will operate if they get control of the house, which unfortunately looks right. like more likely than not at this point, but we'll see what happens. I don't think so. Um, Castro later claimed that he did not intend to accuse Kushner, except that's exactly what he did. That's yeah. That's what he said. Uh, he said, he tweeted to be clear. I did not intend to accuse Jared Kushner of orchestrating anything based mm. on press reporting I'm asking for Congress to open an investigation of whether any U.S. intelligence was shared with Saudi Arabia that led to political persecution or killing of. Sure. Like, okay, even though that's like verbatim what you said, it wasn't even implied. You straight up implicated Jared Kushner. Yeah. (sighs) We'll see. We'll see where this story goes. Um, In the interest of time, we'll perhaps keep moving on, though. Do you uh, can you update me on the caravan? I know little to nothing about this Honduran caravan, but this strikes me as a uh, a, a blonde story to discuss. Oh, it makes me so mad. Okay, a caravan of Central American migrants that I've seen estimates five thousand to ten thousand. But what I do know is that overnight, last night, it went from around two thousand to five thousand. Now, how how did that happen? How did that happen? But they're all supposed to be Honduran, or are they just multinational? I, I mean, they must be multinational. Yeah, They've like got to be picking up people on the way. They can't just, but I think yeah. that they're, they're, it's like they're that dumb Honduran. and dumber scene where they're like, pick him up, yeah, put I him mean, in the bus. Yeah. They have Honduran flags and everything like that. They're chanting, yeah. uh, they're chanting that if we turn them away, they'll just come back. I'm like, I think you guys have really overplayed your hand here. Hmm. Um, and from the pictures, it's all dudes. I see like hmm. one token baby and some fat mamacita for every 75 like fighting age Honduran men. And is that it, the idea? There's uh is it is it some kind of political is it some kind of refugee their status they're seeking? Is there political conflict well, they're just in like, Honduras? Our I don't country's even know. poor. It's like, yeah, we don't have to take oh. all of the world's poor. Okay. Your country is not war torn. You guys are clearly not starving to death. Um, they all look, you know, fine, healthy, well fed. Like we are not under any obligation to give these people refuge from poverty no and if you want a uh, refugee status there is a legal process through which to uh, pursue that go for it yeah queue up go for it um u.s and mexican officials agreed upon a plan to handle the approaching caravan uh the plan includes mexico requesting that united nations high commissioner for refugees establish shelters along its southern border with hmm. central america so trump tweeted today um that border security officials continued their quote 
full efforts to stop the onslaught of illegal aliens attempting to travel to the U.S. southern border via a large migrant caravan, while also describing the caravan as a disgrace to the Democrat Party. So I'm with Trump on this one. It's very expensive to do this, and it's all happening at once. It seems like this is a coordinating effort, a coordinated effort, and there's no precipitating event in these countries, and it's mm. a shitload of people. I'm like, this is Democrats trying so to. You think they're like up. they're gonna throw a wave over the border, and then when we mistreat them, it'll be a campaign. No, piece I think or that they know that we're gonna that we're gonna turn them away, and then they're going to use it to drum up emotional. Sure. Yeah, there's going to be mistreatment of these migrants in some way. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I can go as far as to say that it's like, you know, Democrat organized without evidence. Oh, this is Soros funded or some shit, I bet. (laughs) It's so organized and so many people. Like, you're telling me that without a war, like an acute event that's happening right now, that all of these people were able to coordinate thousands of people you know, stop working, leave their villages or their cities, whatever, and come here all at the same time. I'm not buying it. I don't believe this. I don't know. Meanwhile, the Democratic strategy in swing districts is just don't talk about immigration. A little late for that, don't you think? If they wanted to play centrist, they should have gotten on this about two years ago. Yeah. So left-leaning groups are uh, advising Democratic candidates in November uh, to steer clear from discussing immigration in states and districts that Trump won in 2016. This is a strategy memo authored by the Center for American Progress and Third Way, two Washington-based think tanks. And uh, they recommend that certain Democrats speak about the topic as little as possible instead of focus on to- and instead focus on topics that will better resonate with their voters. Okay. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I've t- <laughs> it's a pretty important. You look at like Americans' rankings of issues. Uh, in terms of what's defining their vote these days, immigration is always like top two or three. Yeah, yeah. So just it don't seems, talk about it. It's how are you not going to talk about it? How are you going to have a debate without talking about it? How are you going to have any kind of town well, hall? Well, because event? they know that leftists are incapable of not revealing their open borders agenda, their blatant open borders agenda. Um, they don't want to incriminate themselves so that people can play back whatever they said about. It. I mean, if you remember, like twenty years ago, they were still talking about. Hillary Clinton was talking about, you know, strong borders and reducing immigration. That was like a leftist mm. platform at that time. And now it's just straight up open yeah. borders. So they're like, we just can't talk about it. The other interesting thing about this, because I guess I'm asking, how the hell do you get through a campaign without being asked about or talking about or having the number two or three or even number one issue forced upon you by media or by voters? The answer is if you have a compliant media or a media that coddles you which I think it's safe to argue that largely we do for a lot of these candidates. And that's, uh, that's, that's kind of infuriating that, that uh, my point is this shouldn't be a possible strategy. Like it's, right. it shouldn't be possible not to talk about one of the main issues that is driving people to the polls. That should not be a viable thing that you could do because every time you turn around or make a public appearance, someone's going to be asking uh, you about it. And that's not to say like, Oh, you have to talk about it because it's important to me. I'm just, it is, but I'm just saying anything that is that important to the American people should not be avoidable. That, 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 that doesn't make any sense. It's nonsense. Right. It just shows they don't care about transparency or telling the truth or winning for the right reasons based on their platform. I think the left is toast. I don't know. I, 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 well, I definitely think they're in store for some disappointment on the midterm evening. I don't know that 
I mean, I could see them not gaining the House. They're not going to gain the Senate. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Claire McCaskill is definitely going to lose in Missouri now after this whole <laughs> Project Veritas thing. I Did you hear that she blamed her opponent? Oh, yeah. I watched the, all the videos. I, we considered talking about the story on the stream tonight, but I just figured I couldn't really add much to it because those videos stand on their own if you're interested in James, in James O'Keefe's work. The Claire McCaskill stuff I thought was pretty good, and I definitely encourage, especially if you're in Missouri, right, right. To, to watch it. And it was such a ridiculous accusation because um, he, Project Veritas, uh, James O'Keefe, has never enlisted the help of opposition ever yeah. to make it. He's, he's clearly like an independent third party. He doesn't get help from any yeah. of these people or their opponents. Um, and then she just immediately uses it as a way to pivot. It's like, you old bitch yeah like, she said that, that her republican you. candidate participated in the absolutely projects, not there's which he didn't. no evidence yeah. Of that. yeah which he didn't and she also called it fraud how it's not fraud i get that some people might consider the tactics of infiltrating a campaign or an organization i think maybe there's a debate about the ethics of that but we are talking about somebody who's running for public office and it's certainly in the public interest to know if your candidate is saying different things behind closed doors is misrepresenting her true beliefs dishonestly to get votes and that's what this exposed i don't think there's any way to spin it for claire mccaskill you say calculated statements which it's not just claire mccaskill tons of politicians do this but she's the one who's, fo who's focused on in this bit you say calculated uh canned statements that don't represent your true beliefs in order to court moderate missouri voters when in fact you have no intent of representing their moderate values exactly. once it's you're just elected like this, to the don't Senate. talk about immigration shit they're just doing yeah. the same thing they're denying central parts of their platform to appeal to to centrists on the left yes. and the right yeah that is they're radical progressives and that is the reason why I have to side with James O'Keefe on these sorts of on these sorts of issues is that that type of information is so vital to the public interest yeah, yeah. that I'm willing to overlook any ethical concerns about misrepresenting who you are in a, in a yeah, exactly. political campaign or something like that. I mean, in a perfect world, we wouldn't have to do this, but, you know. Well, there's nobody else that, who's doing this type of investigative journalism in the mainstream media. They're not. They're not, They're not doing this sort of thing. It's not happening. Journalists used to go so, undercover all the time. Sure. I like his old school vibe. I don't know if you've seen his new intro. It's kind of campy, but I think it's cute. Yeah, he's got, uh, he definitely has this, I don't know, his mannerisms are very interesting. He seems kind of like a, yeah. he almost seems like he belongs on, I don't know, like Dateline or one of those shows. Or, or like, like, like he that. was, you know, transported from the 30s, like the reporter, the sure, week guy. Sure. He kind of yeah. reminds me of, of that guy. I like his vibe, though. The thing the is, I always, thought, I always thought O'Keefe was kind of like putting up a little bit of an act to seem very professional. I but whenever, like, he, he was on Crowder this week and um, he's been on other shows. And whenever I see him, that just that is who he is. Yeah. That's <laughs> how he presents himself. It's not it's not an act. I so, bet he's like that in conversation, like with his girlfriend or whatever. Yeah. Now, who's going to get inside of Project Veritas and expose Project Veritas? That's the problem. Nobody. I bet that they are all over that. They're not. Well, you'd think they're, they're pretty tight about their security in-house. But that, you know, the people on the left, it's like we talk about how they can't counter meme. You really hate James O'Keefe. That would be the response. Like, let's expose Project Veritas, yeah, Project Veritas style. But they can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. You want to talk about me too? Yeah, there's just a couple uh, quick stories that I wanted to hit on before we... Um, well, that I shouldn't say hit on. That's very inappropriate in the Me Too context. Very poor transition work. Jeez, pound but a me couple, too. <laughs> a couple stories I wanted to uh, to mention before we're finished up for the night. So we kind of knew this intuitively. We could. I, I've seen it happen in myself. Like 
I've I've not wavered on a presumption of innocence, but certainly in the past, in in prior parts of my life, I would have been more willing to hear out a victim's claim of victimization than I am now. After this year of Me Too, my initial reaction in most cases is "Mm, probably bullshit, probably some ulterior motive, probably politically motivated, probably nonsense. Don't believe anything until there's some kind of proof, some kind of reason to believe this. I'm very cynical about this stuff. Yeah, me too. It's not only a presumption of innocence, it's a presumption of like bullshit. It's a presumption of lies, basically. It's gotten really bad because I've seen all the Kavanaugh stuff and all these half true or not true Me Too type allegations that are just nonsense. Well, there's polling data now to um, to support the idea that, you know, a lot of Americans are feeling the same way. So this was a poll conducted by YouGov, and it was published in The Economist here. And if you look at the charts that are displayed here, what it's actually showing is a, a shift towards skepticism of alleged victims, not a shift towards sympathy. So across gender, you can see the data are cut by men and women on the top. Uh, top two segments there, and then Trump voters and Clinton voters on the bottom. Across the segments, no matter how you cut it, more people now say false accusations of sexual assault are a bigger problem than sexual assault compared uh, than oh unreport not sexual assault unreported assaults unreported Ooh. assaults compared to 2017. Okay, um, more more say women who complain about sexual harassment cause more problems than they solve compared to 2017 more say men who sexually harassed women 20 years ago should not lose their jobs today compared to 2017 and actually the trend against me Too, believe all women type stuff the trend against that mentality is stronger in women than men the the effect of this has persuaded more women against the cause than men could have just been that men were more you know, more inclined to be against this sort of thing in the first place and therefore haven't shifted much. But if the goal is to bring more, is to empower women to this particular worldview, it's not working, uh, you know, further proving, further proving that nothing turns uh, people off to feminism more than feminists themselves. We're watching this play out. And not just because of the way they look. And yeah, what, <laughs> yeah that is, but that is part of it. Let's be clear. They're physical, they're physically grotesque. It's and that so is gross. definitely a part of um of what's going on here but the only other thing did you have any thoughts on this i just thought it was pretty interesting oh no this is no. like predictable news of the day we talked about this like maybe a year ago hmm. i'm just glad to see a little data validation yeah. you know i'm glad to see that uh sometimes you know it's like we have a lot of chatters or we talk about sometimes you feel like you're in this intellectual island you're isolated you wonder if all the people around you are actually thinking the same things you're thinking well it appears that the data are trending that way on this particular issue. So we're not all, in fact, uh, crazy. But I got one more thing before we end the show, because, of course, if it's this show, there's going to be hoax hate. You know that's just going to be worse. And now the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. Now, this falls into the category of cases where I have no way to know if it's true or not. I just wanted to share how <laughs> like bullshit. Like all hoax hate. Yeah. I mean, sometimes in hoax hate, like last week, we had demonstration that it was fake. We have investigation that shows it to be a fake. In this case, I don't know. I just, the story was so silly that I wanted to share it. Uh, Morgan McMichaels is a contestant on RuPaul's Drag Race. RuPaul's Drag Race and All-Stars Season 3. Is this, that the uh, season that ruined Lactasia? 
I, I think, I don't know. Is Lactatia still, Lactatia became Lactatia because of a fanship of this well, show. Well, that ruined whatever Lactatia's real name is. I have no idea. Yeah. It's the show generally. I don't know if it's the season. I assume this is like the current season or something. Uh, by the way, if she's, if it's just a drag, is this person a tranny or drag? I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a nice rack is what I'm trying to get at there. That's a, that's a good pair on this particular person. <laughs> Does this tranny have nice tits? Is that what just happened? That's general. That's what I'm, I, I thought this was just a drag queen as in a dude who dresses like a chick, but clearly there's some, uh, there's some augmenting that's been done on this particular person. You scoping it out? What do you think? I'm looking at you. Oh, you're you're glaring at me through the okay. Anyway, this guy, this guy is Morgan McMichaels, a contestant on RuPaul's Drag Race, and uh, claims via Instagram that he was attacked by a Nazi and broke his hand fighting him off. He writes on Instagram, "I was approached by a man at a store who informed me that he was a Nazi, and he wanted to cut my faggot throat after he took." <laughs> After he took a swing, I obliged him, and I finished the fight. This faggot will not be victimized, and I don't have the video available to share with you. But if you scroll, this didn't happen. well, there. But he has a video of his cast. I don't know if you could scroll down in the story. You can, if you click the story from Twitter, you can see he's got a cast. I'm going to play it. It's like ten seconds, but it's diamond. Get into how sparkly she is, honey. She's going just to be sparkling on stage. Get into how sparkly Ooh. this cast is. I guess they're not diamonds, obviously, but they look like diamonds. You know, it's got this like sparkly cast from punching a Nazi who said he would cut his faggot throat, but he fought him off. I suppose. Uh, unsurprisingly, I've seen no ID on the attacker or any um, report of charges against this person who tried to cut his throat but ended up only indirectly breaking his hand. Yeah, that doesn't add up. Hmm. Someone ought to investigate, but I'm guessing there's not a police report that goes along with this anyway, so there's probably no crime committed. Just nonsense. Well, I've lost faith in humanity, so it must be the end of the show. Must be time to close out with Super Chat. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Well, you guys can... I'll, I'll catch up on a, a few Streamlabs here before you open that up. Uh, Texas... Tentialist, Texistentialist. Ah, okay. That's that's a play on words. Good one. Uh, great show, folks. I'm uh, currently busy handling out, f- currently busy handing out feminist T-shirts to the caravan. Oh, very cool. Must be working for the Democratic Party. It's funded by Soros, like Blah was saying. Thank you. Dean says uh, Sargon just posted a video of how a YouTube um, of a YouTuber commenting and YouTube changing the comment, which, yeah, we heard about this a moment ago, immediately after posting it to say something different, completely different words and all. Also, I got banned from Super Chats and have no idea why YouTube is big brother. We've, this, this is now the second report of I'm hearing of someone being banned from Super Chatting that I've not banned. I, didn't, I did not ban these people from Super Chatting, did not block them or anything like that. And YouTube's taking care of that, I guess. Interesting. I'll have to check out Sargon's video. Thank you. Redicus says, I agree with Shapiro that creepy porn lawyer saying horse face needs to be a ringtone. Make it happen. Oh, yeah, you could you could cut that up very easily. That would be a funny one. Redicus says, I remember the day when the body slam would have been considered just a fight among men. Most of the country uh, have Donnie Brooks in their federal buildings when men were men. Um, I'm not saying that, like, there's no such thing as a, as a, a, a scrap between men. But generally, you know, there's like an agreement for that. Like if two guys want to fight, if two guys are just pissed off at each other and want to fight, I don't really have a problem with that. Yeah, in the dueling era, there was consent. 
I don't have I do have a problem with aggressive violence for somebody who's I have a problem with aggressive, violent reaction to words. And that's that's what we observed. That's all I got for Super Chat for now. But I think there's some more if you want to catch us up on Streamlabs. Yeah, Steve says, in regard to Elizabeth Warren, you can't put a single cherry on an apple pie and call it a cherry pie. Ain't that the truth? Tim K. Trump has jokingly said that he probably has more Native American blood than Elizabeth Warren. Imagine if he took a 23 and me and that joke turned out to be. He should. He totally that would be should. that would be a great. Yeah. Maybe he's got that in his back pocket in case Elizabeth Warren gets the nomination. How big of a crushing blow would that be at the debate if he just uh, pulled that out of his care. pocket? It would oh, be amazing. I would love that. I was thinking like no matter who they run, this is going to be such a fun election. Yeah, I'm excited. Except for when they lose, if they lose, I as I've mentioned, I'm much more worried about a violent reaction this time instead of like a ha ha, look at them screaming no on the National Mall. Like yeah, but I'm out of time. Seattle, so I care much less now. You're a little more safe, yeah. Safer, yeah. Uh, Steel and Souls 15. Matt, did you happen to get my email about Dr. Phil hosting a thing about white privilege? Your boy, Michael Eric, mean, mad white man Dyson was on that panel. Oh, yeah. I did actually, I, I, I didn't have time to watch the clip in full, but I did see the email, so I'll have to go back and check it out. Uh, if it's Michael Eric Dyson talking about white privilege on the Dr. Phil show, I need to mentally prepare for a little while before I'm ready yeah. for that level of cringe and nonsense. Thanks Dangerous for the link. Space says, I'm, uh, I bet I'm more Indian than Elizabeth Warren, and I'm a bloody Australian. Bloody Australian. <laughs> I can't do an Australian accent. I don't know why yeah. I try every time. Uh, would also love to see her selling washing powder for clothes whiter than my heritage by insert brand here. <laughs> Bear Shapiro, you guys should have a bit of Brit on as a guest. She's awesome, and we'll explain the NPC meme to you. We will think about it. Thank you. Yeah, um, I'm familiar with her. Semper Ad Meliora says, This just in, Michael Avenatti is representing a witness claiming to have observed Jim Acosta, Cory Booker, and Kathy Griffin having an orgy in a restroom while wearing <laughs> mega hats Good. to internet tent. Yeah, Gross. I want to see that story. Ugh, I thought you were going to hmm. see that orgy. That's just no, I don't want to. I just want to see the story. I don't want to watch the tape. That tranny's boobs are so. I just perky. want to see tranny Perkiest boobs, tranny not boobs not I've an. Okay, first off, it's totally fine to have a little curiosity about those versus watching a Kathy Griffin orgy. Those are not the same thing. Although, Fair. the question here's a good question: Kathy Griffin or trap tranny? Which would you pick and why? In an orgy? Or just you know. In a game of, um, you know, MFK. But but, there's only two people. Um, yeah, I got to go with the real FK. woman on that. <laughs> okay. You got to go with Kathy. In this, in this situation, though, in this hypothetical, I'm a man. Right. If you're a guy. Because I do have a man's brain trapped in this female. But maybe I'm so you're, the you're transgender. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Philip Smolin, YouTube served me. Uh, that Elizabeth Warren ad when I was trying to watch Ben Shapiro make fun of that very ad. I'm not impressed with YouTube say hi. I've heard that. I've heard that <laughs> videos about Elizabeth Warren's heritage are getting that played on it. That's fantastic, if so. Good Lil job, Wang. YouTube algorithms. Lil Wang. Stormy's first... <laughs> Stormy's first break was back in 2003 when Delta Force found Saddam Hussein hiding in her front hole. <laughs> Oh <laughs> yeah that was a good one that was the joke i was trying to think of wow thanks little wang joe bob <sighs> hi from California. just got my springfield xd and i really like it matt oh, cool. wanted to see what your favorite handgun is also gender swoo swapped 
um chank and anna from the young turks crowd style for costume ideas crowd yourself uh that's a good idea yeah we I, do I already hope... have our costumes but we do have our mine arrived in the mail today i'm excited for next weekend um yeah i hope you like the xd i have never actually shot an xd though what i do have um as a carry piece currently is a is a compact springfield 1911 model although it is a little bit bulky even though i like 1911s i don't think it's the ideal carry piece even though i like the gun but I'm probably in the market market for something more compact uh, in the future. So if you have thoughts about the XD and you like it, send them my way. It's, it's something I'd consider. Hope you, uh, hope you enjoy it. Joshua Snyder. Holy crap, Tucker just rocked that debate. Politicon versus Chang. Love you guys. Mm. Your show is awesome. Sorry about 999. I'm only given the option of 999. I will read the 999 because somebody sent me a Patreon message the other day and told me that you either have to, sometimes you either have to donate 999 or 1499. What? What is yeah. going on with Super Chat these days? I always thought it was people trying to troll us. That's no, why. no, no, no. And so I, I'll read those. I know you don't, but we should change our policy on that. Well, it was because I assumed it was like people trying to be trying to be cute, trying to be like. No, 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 no. Oh, yeah. okay. So that changes it. Like if you're unable to, then yeah, yeah. then I would change it. But I, but that my assumption was wrong. Uh, Carol, a Matt and I once made love. He body slammed me and broke more. Than just my glasses, if you know what I mean. I assume that you mean your <laughs> butthole, and that's gross. I can't confirm or deny. Ugh, I'm sorry, Mrs. Christensen. Philbert 53 Rogers, the Lugan press needs to realize that they do not have free range to slander folks at will anymore. They have no credibility and have completely destroyed any goodwill they may have once had. Sing it, Philbert. Robert Atkinson, a single guy does not equal a mob, for fuck's sake. Vote libertarian if you have one on the ballot. Time for the two-party system to fall. Hmm. Yeah, but libertarians, they're just so I don't know what's the word I'm looking for. Uh there's a se- I don't know what the word you're looking for is, but there's a segment of the libertarian community that really irritates me. Not just the like open border particular wing, but I, I follow a lot of libertarian pages and stuff, and generally I think they're on point. But every once in a while they'll have stupid memes about how like, you know, don't vote, man, show the system who's boss, those kind of attitudes. Like, yeah, okay, cool. Enjoy when the Democrats are in power. The idea that, uh, I don't know, sometimes, sometimes it's a, it's a commitment to principle. It's kind of rich of a criticism like this coming from me, but it's a commitment to principle that is so, so deep that it's self-defeating. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And certainly I maybe I'm worthy of that criticism sometimes, but I get it. Like, to a lot of libertarians, neither, and myself included, I don't really like either of the candidates running for Congress here, Congressman Body Slam versus like socialist lady. I don't want either of them. I'd rather have somebody who's more aligned with my views and doesn't body slam reporters. And I didn't vote for him for that reason. That said, I have to acknowledge there's a big difference between those two candidates. And if I'm going to help one indirectly, I should be careful about that. Right. And being a libertarian is a privilege only afforded in a cohesive society. Yes. Like, among people who value liberty. Right. Yeah. If you aren't amongst people that value liberty, then it doesn't work and you can't even hold that percep- perception. And so sure. I really think that we're, we're losing that on, on a larger scale, which is why I can't be a libertarian. But thank you, Robert. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to shit on your chat. Uh, John West, Lincoln started the GOP tradition of wrestling. SCOTUS has identified fighting words. Perhaps the threshold for wrestling words is a bit less. <laughs> yeah, those were not, uh, those definitely were not Supreme Court defined fighting words. He's just asking about healthcare policy. But, Evil zombie toe. For yeah. reference, uh, Montrose is the Portland of Houston, coincidentally, is gotcha. also where Matt and I once made love. Oh, Gross. yeah, I remember Montrose now, of course. How could I forget? 
Actually, Tina, hey guys, fairly new viewer, and I'm a young female viewer too. Hey, girl. Montrose is an LGBTQ lefty neighborhood in Houston, so this behavior makes sense, to be honest. Lots of rural red parts here, so most of the crazy leftists are not near me. Hmm. Stay safe, Tina. Actually, Tina. Uh, John Martin, Ted Cruz ad showing how we don't need more Beto files. I like that. Beto files. That's uh, a good Agent one. Flippy. I like okay, that. I saw something that has me conflicted. It was a picture that asked why Kanye is cool to speak his political opinions, but Kaepernick is told to shut up and play ball. Should Kanye just shut up and make music opinions? Um, yeah, in general, I think that uh, celebrities should keep their fucking mouth shuts, but it's really nice to have like someone on your team. We're real underdogs in the in the yeah. cultural sphere here. I'm not going to say that anybody has to shouldn't be able to voice their political opinion in the public sphere. That said, people need to be wise and maybe even Kanye should be wise. It might be harming him professionally, but it's like other musicians I follow who are posting their, their anti-Trump stuff all the time on Facebook. It's like, I'm not going to tell you, you can't have a political opinion. That's fine. I don't agree with it. But shut your yapper. I followed your page to hear about your music that I like, not your political opinion. So I'd like to see a little more wisdom on that front. Um, The the analogy I use all the time is like, if we decided tomorrow that this is now a football show, one, Blonde would quit the show, but two, most of the audience would leave. Most people are not here to hear my my football takes maybe there's like a small segment of other dudes who would talk about football with me but you have to understand why you have an audience and work within that and i think that kaepernick he didn't have an audience necessarily because of his antics but like that's always been part of kanye's shtick he's always Mm. been doing weird crazy weird crazy rapper guy you know Mm. um coup and the irony is that honduras is really screwed up right now because a coup supported by hillary clinton maybe there is an acute event interesting um, but still all at one time, like precisely this very moment. Um, CC red 95. Do you have a take on the Cory Booker accused of sexual assault by a gay guy? that was LGBT event in the bathroom. We talked about that. Uh, yeah. you must always call for an SB- FBI investigation of yourself or exactly. your guilty. Yeah. yeah. Do I buy it at face value? No, I don't. I need to see some evidence, but I want to see Senate Democrats stick to the standard that they've established. Absolutely. I want to watch that happen, but guess what? They won't. It's not going to happen. Nope. J-Rock says, my date went long, so I couldn't set up Streamlabs. I hate to see these Niger haters getting <laughs> did it. 30%. Did it let that through? It did let that through. If, if for people that don't know, the, the last week on this show, Niger and the country. Happy. Yeah. Yeah. We're so, getting, we're getting, I'm um, taking. Yeah, because that was auto censored. It became a big gag of like, why can't we discuss Nigerian politics on our stream? Yeah. Which we didn't really perpetuate this, but that was the chat. Then, yeah. yeah, of course, that it's like you want to censor bad words. Well, now it's a game for the chat of which words are okay and which ones aren't. Good job, yep. YouTube. You made our chat probably more offensive than it would have been otherwise. Thanks, YouTube. Uh, Michael mm. Birch says, Matt and I almost made love, but he was too distracted by tranny boobs. <laughs> oh, and then they the were last- nice. I know that's all right. Whatever, bro. Uh, yeah. Last one is David Harris. Matt and I once hung out. That's all. We aren't gay. I'm oh, this really quick. I remember Thank that. You, David Harris. That, oh, actually, that is true. I have indeed hung out with David before and his oh, wife. Really? They were very nice. <laughs> yeah, we went to uh, we went to my favorite sushi place in town. I remember cool. it was like a year and change ago. Uh, we do have a few streamlabs to just a handful uh, to mention. Uh, John Martin says normally with blonde, but calling for journalists to be disemboweled is just over the line. I'm assuming he's joke. Did you you didn't call for a journalist to be disemboweled? So I assume there's a joke here that's over my. No, head. I I disavowed. Ah, uh, that's probably the joke. Is he's misheard? Sorry, I'm I'm doing. Your, I'm I wasn't giving, dog whistling. I'm giving your I'm. 
I think he's making a joke that I'm destroying because I didn't fully understand it when I read it. But I get it now. Thank you. Uh, Cypher says Montrose is the gayborhood of Houston. It's in the yeah. center of the city, and the place is, uh, and the place in the backdrop of the video is a hipster coffee shop. Interesting. Thank you, Cypher. Blake says, uh, have some crypto, never trust the government. Well, thank you. Very cool. I think that's our first crypto Streamlabs donation, if I'm nice. not mistaken. Thank you cool. for that. Adam says, uh, that sign tearing eco fuck littered. He dropped the <laughs> sign in the street. I didn't even notice that, but I think you're right. Wow. Um, Wingy says, Matt, are you wearing a Crowder Socialism is for fag shirt? Much love. Have a great night. No, it does look like that. But at the top of the show, I mentioned how this this shirt was given to me for my birthday. And it is a it's the Che Guevara look with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's face. And the reason it's funny is because like I'm wearing it ironically, of course, but I don't think it's ironic for the people who want who wear this shirt. They they probably not. Yeah. They like Che Guevara and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. And she's a revolutionary just like him. So they mesh them together. Uh, Jay said, uh, oh, sorry, Jay. Jay was below. I almost broke the rules. Appreciate it, Jay. I got, no 999s, but he's not a 999. Anyway. Okay. All right. All right. We're good. Any, anything else? Nope. Okay. Thank you so well, much for all your donations, guys, and for listening, yeah. even though there were better streams going on, probably. Even though there were better streams going on, and even though, um, even though... I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm glad people are opting to still support the show despite YouTube and Google's nonsense. And that's and what's nothing really... was censored tonight. I should also mention that. Yeah, I don't. Maybe they're testing out new things or whatever. Um, I don't know what's going on, but I appreciate people's willingness to to do that and look for an alternative when YouTube does this sort of thing. Uh, I take no joy in threatening one of our revenue streams because YouTube appears to be unclear about the terms um, that'll be used there. But the point is, I. I'm not going to participate in their program under those terms and deceive the audience uh, yep. if, that, if that is their intent. So appreciate everybody working with us on that front, and hopefully Google will get it figured out. Anyway, I'm, I'm being long-winded as usual. Let's get the hell out of here. So thanks to everybody for, uh, for continuing your support of the show. Really appreciate it. Be sure to tune in next week when the, uh, the costumes are, in, are on full display. Mine arrived, as I said, by, in an Amazon box shortly. Uh, a little while before the show and I'm very excited to wear it next week so that'll be next week appreciate if you appreciate you if you're watching uh, on YouTube after the fact or listening later on an audio platform remember there is more material of the show if you're looking for more to listen to there's uh, more stuff on the audio platforms check those out Apple Podcasts Google Play SoundCloud Stitcher they're all linked conveniently in the description for you and you can always email us that's beautyandthebeta at gmail.com we'll be back next Sunday because if it's Sunday sorry Chuck Todd it's not Meet the Press it's Beauty and the Beta it's Halloween episode next week remember three hours early 6pm Eastern Time costumes be there see you next week